Hi everyone, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. I started with it today. Let's go. <laughs> that means the rest of this podcast is going to be a disaster. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> J- as much of a disaster as Crusader of Senti was. Which is so to say, perfect. not actually, but just really bizarre and hard to follow. So yeah, that's perfect. About, yeah. <laughs> like this podcast. I would like to say that at some point when we talk about Crusader later, um, I'm going to make fun of GamePro again because it's just so easy. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's the IGN of the pre-internet era. I feel a little bit bad, though, because I Googled the reviewer of that of, of Creator of Senti, and I didn't find him, but I found one of his co-workers. And some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, man, this guy sounds like, oh, wait, no. Oh, no, he sounds like a really nice person. Because, <laughs> like, at first he was talking about GamePro. He was like, yeah, GamePro is great. We didn't want to no our readers didn't want to be talked down to um so we wrote what we had to and we didn't want to talk like children or something i was like god this sure. guy sounds like such a tool yeah. uh, but then then i read his his page and like his twitter stuff and some of his things were like really friendly like i don't know you know compassion for others isn't tyranny knucklehead yeah 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 <laughs> it's like oh this guy seems like a really nice human <laughs> you know i i think you have to be a particular type of person to have written for a gaming magazine in the 90s yeah it could be like that it the this sort of culture surrounding gaming was so much different in the 90s it like it's it's not something that you it definitely wasn't something that you chased for like money and glory at that time it was it was purely a passion thing but now oh i'm i'm having i'm now i'm confused i don't know I'm not going to talk about who this is because now I'm not sure about his content. I mean, I, that's I found fine. something that is just confusing to me now, but whatever. <laughs> He's worked at GamePro, so, he, you know, <laughs> it's not his fault, maybe. <laughs> no, it is. Let's not remove personal responsibility. Like, I worked at Walmart, but that doesn't mean that I go through the rest of my life committing labor offenses. <laughs> fine. True. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, GamePro's not well, maybe it's that bad, but GamePro's mostly just bad uh because, you know, their their reviews were always so weird and they're exploding heads yep. with, while perfectly fine as a, as a cuz I think all rating scales are extremely arbitrary, but there's something they about are ex- they exploding are. heads that was really funny. <laughs> I had a really short period of time from 2016 to 2016 in which I worked for an online publication by the name of Entertainment Fuse, which no longer exists. Yeah. Um, And when I say worked for, I mean volunteered for, because I just wanted to write video game reviews and have them published somewhere. And I totally worked for free, even though I shouldn't have. And I was trying to get my freelance career off the ground. And I was like, I just need to get stuff published somewhere. Yeah. And get some practice in. So... I worked there and I had to do reviews on a couple of games and, you know, put them on a, it was a 10 scale, but it was really a hundred scale because it was a 10 scale with tenths. (laughs) Okay. So like, you know, an 8.7 is an eight, an 8.7 out of 10 is an 87 out of a hundred. Like I, there's no, why, what's the difference? There's no difference. Yeah. But um, a friend of mine, you know, I, you know, I did the thing that you do when you do something like that, where it's like you share it to your friends on social media or whatever. And you're like, hey, take a look at this. 
And one of my friends was like, how did you come up with the the score for this? Like, what is the, what is the rating scale based on? And I was like, oh, I made it up. <laughs> like, I came up with a number that sounded good in my head, and I applied it to the to the thing. Yeah, and I, I figured out how can I write to kind of make it seem like that's where I was headed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wrote the review first, and then I was like, what does it sound like I'm saying the game is? Like, let's weigh the, weigh the pros and cons, and... And then from that, determine what I think the score should be based on what I wrote about the good and bad points of the game. (laughs) But it's completely arbitrary. Like, I am sure that there are really, really professional people who have a very specific, rigorous method of determining how those 10 scale scores work. And, you know, they've they've got a very specific methodology so that it's fairly consistent but even then that methodology is arbitrary and made up yeah i mean my my favorite whenever talking about rating systems is is one that my uh we talked about this like a long time ago but when I, my my grandparents had a, a movie like they played a lot of scrabble so one of the things they mm. didn't watch a lot of movies so one of the things they needed was like a, a movie review guide so they had like leonard Leonard Moulton. Is it Leonard Moulton? Was that his name? Sidney Poitier? I don't know. (laughs) One of those, one of these like famous movie reviewer type people, right? I don't know who they were. Um, I kind of know who they were. I'm just blanking on the name right now. Yeah. But Sidney Poitier uh, was an actual actor. I don't know if he he was an actor. I don't Um, know the, you're probably close on the name you're thinking of, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. Or or it could have even just been one of the, the half of, 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 uh, uh, Man, names are just completely lost today. The only movie reviewers I know are Siskel and Ebert, and they're both yeah, dead yeah. Now. It might have been one of them, as like they wrote a book, and in their thing, they they had like random shapes and symbols, and then you had to look up what those meant. So it was like Demolition Man got a moon, a triangle, <laughs> and like half a square, and also the Eiffel Tower. And we're like, what the what the hell is this? because my and my my grandma and grandpa didn't care because they weren't using it for the ratings at all they were just using it to help them think of names if they needed or like not even not excuse me not for scrabble for uh for crossword puzzles oh Um, yeah okay and 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 so we were looking at it just as a joke to see how this person thought of these 80s action movies that we liked when we were because they had it uh at like a um we had a condo my grandparents had a condo and my friends were visiting. And so we were just like looking for something to do on rainy day. So we were looking sure. for that. And we were, we just couldn't stop laughing when we saw the, uh, like their ratings. You're like, Oh, okay. So it's the, it's the game pro style of, except even better because it's just completely arbitrary and random. It's, yeah. It's just, you have to read hieroglyphics to yeah. understand what the movie, like the, the movie's quality or whatever. I will say that when it comes to rating systems, um, I, I appreciate something with a little bit of nuance. Like I, I appreciate like a short description as the rating rather than just a number. Yeah. Like a, like a recommendation. I, so there was yeah, like, like a, a years and years ago. I remember being, there was this bizarre public access TV show, gaming show that was clearly put on by like some college kids right Mm -hmm. and their rating scale was like buy it rent it like 
have your friend re- have your friend buy it and borrow it from them and then like don't and then like don't bother <laughs> and there were like two scales of like you know don't don't worry don't bother with it and like you know burn it in a fire or whatever because edge Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but I remember thinking that like the recommendation of like buy it versus rent it versus like, you know, versus like borrow it or like play it if it's available to you. But otherwise, like, don't put effort into it Mm -hmm. is like that's actually useful because that's like that's basically talking about like how much should you want to play this or how like based on like purchase intent. Yeah, I like that. I find that more, it's still arbitrary and it's still, you know, completely subjective, but it's also like a more useful, it's a more useful way to describe their thoughts on the game than like, what did, like, if the game is eight, what does that mean for me? Right. Well, because, because really the ratings just, the, the ratings are for the individuals that need to have a rating, like. Because there are people out there that won't play the game unless it's a perfect score or whatever. Right, is, exactly. Right? Like if it's if it's under an eight point five, I won't bother with it. Which right, was it, me from about two thousand five to two thousand ten. Sure. Yeah. And and sometimes it's for good reasons. Like, hey, I only have a certain amount of money. I don't I don't have time, and I and I work too much, or I do whatever, and I don't yeah. have time to think about it for myself. Uh, and this, of course, I feel was way more relevant. Like today, it's kind of a joke to say that only because there's so many good ways to find out if the game's relevant for you with just like a YouTube video. Yep. Um, but in the early days, that makes a lot of sense. Cause how else are you going to know if a game's good unless you can either go and rent it or just straight up buy it? Yeah. You got to have some sort of idea of, well, see, like I think the, the change that has happened is in general in the... ratings are kind of a joke now because you can just literally see the game for what you it can is. Literally see the game. Yeah. Before <laughs> it was, before the idea was like somebody has the game and you are reading their impressions of the game and they are giving you advice as to whether or not you will like it. I will say I wish which is now superseded by just go see this just go watch someone playing the game and you'll be able to tell well enough from what's happening whether or not it works for you. Yeah, I I, I... In hindsight, it would have been awesome. Of course, it would have been a death sentence for a lot of people if they said how many hours they had played the game before writing the review for yeah. those game magazines. Yeah. Because the Crusader of Senti one, I think, is a perfect example of this, uh, which we'll talk about later. Whereas I'm going to guess the person played it for maybe two or three hours at the most and was like, yeah, I get the gist of it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, oh just, just one more hindsight thing about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I decided to look through a bit more of that person's Twitter. I know he seems like a really nice person. So okay. it makes me sad to say anything bad about. <laughs> like, well, it's 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 nice to it's really nice to have a name of somebody that you know. Google it, then find out that they're not a lunatic. <laughs> that's really like... nice, especially especially now among people <laughs> who are like connected with gaming, because it seems like it's harder and harder to find people in that space that are not like completely <laughs> off the rails. He also he also had a a, a great picture, and the reason I bring it up mostly is because he had he retreated a picture saying that there, there was like a mortal combat you know they they're it's like hip to to sell the uh certain arcade games again like you can buy like the uh it's like a you buy the complete package and it just comes with one game like mortal Kombat 2 or ninja turtles or the simpsons mm-hmm. um 
and for a while for when they first came out they were reasonably ish price but now they're like six hundred dollars it's nuts but uh the I, he had a po or he had a picture of <laughs> he was in an airport and there was one in a gift shop <laughs> like <laughs> you could just buy the mortal Kombat 2 arcade cabinet to go <laughs> That seems like a confusing thing in an airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot about airports that confuse me. <laughs> I don't understand the concept. Like, I, I understand the concept. But, like, the thing that always gets me in airports is, like, duty-free shops. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't know. I, it doesn't... So... Like, it I might get it. You go the... in there, and it's, like, it's sort of like an international thing, so... You could buy stuff duty free and not pay taxes on it because you're traveling or whatever. I, I I understand generally how that works. I don't understand why you would want to go and shop in an airport terminal and buy like a box of chocolates for seventy dollars because it's because you don't have to pay tax on it. Well, so I don't. I think it might just be our perspective. Maybe it's because we're from the U.S. or something. I don't know. Because every time I've been into one, I don't, the, the prices always seem outrageous. They are. They're, they're completely outrageous. And it's like, it's like you're basically piggybacking off of like, yeah, you can save 7% in sales tax. So here is a 75% price hike. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There was, there was one thing I was going to buy one time because it was this cool little tin. I was like, oh, that's a cool tin. I'll buy that. And then I saw the price. And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's fine." It's in the 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 in in uh, hay eyes or hails, mm. and and then I looked closer. I was like, "Oh no, that's U.S. dollars! Holy Christ, this is way too expensive." Yep, I am yep. not spending forty dollars. And what's on the this exchange rate? Tin. What's the exchange rate there? Like four to one or something like that? Yeah, when this last time that we were there, I want to say it was even like it was like five to one. Yeah. Uh, so it's like 30. So you're US. literally looking at something thinking it's like one fifth of the price that it actually is. And being I was like, like oh, yeah, that. that's not too expensive. Mm. I, I honestly thought it was a deal. I was like, that seems cool. Yeah. And then it <laughs> and turns deal, out it's, I mean, it's five deal. times as expensive. And you're like, oh, oh, this is no longer a deal. Yeah, this is this is the opposite of a deal, in fact. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole I mean, I suppose like. Travel in general, like tourism, you're out, you're you're out, you're having an exciting time. Your purse strings are naturally loosened. You've already yeah, I, spent I the money to travel, so you probably not, I don't even for for people who are who are like doing tourism stuff. They're like, oh, I want to spend on souvenirs, and you know your your inhibition gets lowered a little bit. So I feel like it's partially like drawing off of that, but not me. I I. When traveling, I'm pretty much like, yeah, whatever. Don't let's not worry about. It. We've already spent a bunch of money, and it's just going to cost money to to go. So no point in worrying about it too much when it comes right. to. Obviously, I'm still thinking. You know, does this make sense? Is this something I want, or is it just yeah. like, in the moment? And there are exciting? limits. Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, for the for especially when it comes to, I would say food is more often the thing that I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Let's just spend the money so we can have yep. a fun food experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, same, honestly. Like, every time... <laughs> Jesse and I have been to Japan three times, and we have been to Yakiniku Black Hole three times. Because, <laughs> I've not been like, there. that is... that it's, it's in Shinjuku. It is an incredible experience, and it is, like, 60 bucks a person. 
Yeah, I would go there for sure. It wouldn't even be, it w- I wouldn't even question it, right? Like, that's fun. Now, now it's like, it buy... still stands out as like one of the most expensive meals I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll go there and keep doing it because the experience is great and the food is like the best I've ever had. <laughs> that's awesome. So like, it's it's one of those things where like, yeah, I'll loosen up for that. But like, when it comes to just buying random crap in an airport terminal, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Like I'm not loosening up the purse strings for that. Yeah, it's it's unless I'm really hungry, then then I then I just try not to think about it. Like because you know you're gonna get paid ten dollars for a, a crappy sandwich and yeah, whatever. I yeah, uh, that I've done before. Yeah, but but buying stuff is usually, I don't know, I don't I can't think of too many times I've bought stuff, like things I just shopped at an airport i think one of the big things too is like you want to bring back souvenirs for people and you forgot to buy them during your trip so it's like your last chance i think that's the majority of shopping that is done at the airport yeah but i literally i will buy something when i get back (laughs) that seems like it's from there damn that's cold (laughs) i love it nobody's gonna know oh man what are they gonna go to they gonna go to japan to the shop that i went to and see that the thing that i bought isn't on the shelf and be like wait a minute anything anytime i get anything through i'm gonna look through like hot topic (laughs) (laughs) no 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 it's gotta be from like you have to you still have to still make it somewhat special can't just be off the shelf stuff from like chain places it's gotta be someplace like local (laughs) or like an import shop or something (laughs) like something that plausibly could have come from there (laughs) hi i'm time wanderer by the way please send all of your judgmental emails to the retro breakdown at (laughs) gmail.com oh yeah actually did we introduce the podcast and then i derailed it did we we didn't i'm doing it now Okay, okay. I, was, I wasn't sure if you were just making a, a fun joke or if we actually did only half of the introduction. We only did half of the introduction. Well, no, that's perfect because that means it's going to be a great podcast. I, I, as we said. As we said. <laughs> literally called it. <laughs> oh, God. So what are you up to this week? What's, uh, what's, what's, your, what's your leisure time activity looking like in the last few days? Uh, Luchisa and I finally got to play... Kirby and the Forgotten Kingdom. Okay. We, we still have the like the post game stuff to do, but we beat the the main game. Oh nice. And man, dude, it's so good. I hear it's really good. Like maybe the best Kirby game. I don't know if it's the best Kirby game, but it's the best co-op Kirby game I've I'm I'm sure. here like what I've been hearing is like it's not like a unanimous call that it's the best Kirby game. It's just, like, in the discussion. I would put it in the discussion, for sure, even for myself. Like, it's the most fun I've... So it's weird, because sometimes it's hard to gauge, right? Like, it's the most fun I've had playing Kirby, maybe ever, but I also really like co-op stuff. But I sure. also... I love Robo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bot, and I just played that, like, a month or two ago also. Um, so it's it's... I don't know where I would rank it on an arbitrary list. <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking you to. No, I know. I'm just making it a, a jab at most you know, top 10 lists are also fairly arbitrary because it's because you're, you're rating them on the same sort of scales as like uh, as as rating scales. Right. You know, it's that it's that idea of, oh, we're going to pick these things and these are we the reason why it's the best. 
Yeah. Uh, but but it's really fun. The, the game is incredibly fun. There's a lot to discover and do. The power-ups are exciting because, you know, usually in a Kirby game, you get the power-up and then that's it. Yeah. You 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 move on and you get the next one. And then you after a couple levels, you've seen everything. What's fun about this is you get to power-up the power-ups with blueprints and then you can make them more, do more damage with just using premium. I, I call that a premium currency. God, you know, I've been playing cell phone games uh, yeah. with <laughs> by, by using currencies that are rare. Yes. That you have to like farm for a bit and because you only get so many and then you can get more. It's, by it's doing premium it. in-game currency. <laughs> yes. No, I've been cell phone gamed. <laughs> oh. D- disclaimer. There is no way to spend real money to obtain fake currency in Kirby. No. no. Just throwing this out there. It's just you a just special currency that's in the game. You buy the game and you play the game and the stuff that's in the game you get by playing the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> but dude, Continue. The, the, the power-ups are so cool. They're so much fun. I, I don't want to... Do you think you're going to play it ever? I mean, there's a very good possibility, but it's not anywhere close to, like, it's not anywhere near my horizon of things that I'm playing. Okay. There's a, the hammer upgrade gets a, it's a very exciting final upgrade. That's, that's all. It follows the Assassin's Creed 2 logic. (laughs) Okay. Um, I generally like the hammer in most Kirby games anyway. Me too. Me too. That's why I was so hyped. So that's that's good that's that's good information to know. And and the the final I don't I'm guessing there's a super final boss that I haven't gotten to yet because we didn't do that part. Mhm. But the the story like the the main story final boss is very fun. And and the like the the how you get there and the arc of it is silly and the final thing you do is <laughs> very Kirby. Yeah, no, that's I I'm not surprised to hear that you're implying that it moves to, you know, sort of cosmic proportions. It doesn't actually. So it does. Yes, it does absolutely get to cosmic proportions. But specifically the thing that you do the very last. It's just <laughs> there's like a bit of Bayonetta one ending in there. <laughs> OK, yeah, <laughs> like that's a good it, ending. It I just, like that. It just feels good to do it. It's very silly. And the. The mouthful mode with the... You remember how they showed the car? Like the... How Kirby can like eat a car and then drive around it? Mm-hmm. That's very... That's a that's one of my favorite power-ups in the whole game. It feels great to drive around in a Kirby game, which doesn't seem like it should, but it does. Mm-hmm. It works really well. Uh, there's a lot of gameplay there, too. Like, there's a lot of content, I feel, yeah. for... As long as you don't mind... I mean, some of that content is just collecting stuff but i feel like that's kind of kirby in general if yeah. you want to do all of the things i don't know overall i 100 percent would recommend it to anyone who likes kirby even a little bit and if you have someone to play with and you like playing co-op games it's a perfect co-op game it's it, it's absolutely a blast to play through with someone else does uh does bandana d ever get like other powers or is it pretty much just bandana d Oh, okay. I suppose it's not a perfect co-op game because player two does have to be comfortable with having all of the moves set right in the beginning. <laughs> there is no progression for player two. I okay. guess that's true. I was just wondering about that because, like in other in other co-op Kirby games, like uh, Dreamland Three, Gooey basically does Kirby things if you're controlling them. They can just like transform as well. I 
Wait, does Gooey transform? I thought he did. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I think Gooey's just Gooey. What am I thinking of? Oh, no. You know what I'm thinking of? allies where you're all Kirby's. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? A superstar. Ah, yeah. Where the the second player can play as like a spawned version of whatever power you have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. I totally forgot about that. Because that's cool. You could just like, you can take the, like, it was always my favorite thing to like, take the, uh take the fighting power and then just spawn a knuckle joe to just like do or next to me yeah i did i completely forgot that that was an aspect of man i i guess a a, a decent number of kirby games have some co-op stuff don't they they, they have like co-op features if not like just full-on like full-on co-op mm-hmm there's at least like stuff you can do together. It's always, it, I mean, I think since Superstar, it's been a thing. Maybe not yeah. in every single game. Like obviously the the handheld ones, it would be difficult. But yeah, true. But in, in but yeah, it's in it's an aspect whenever they can whenever they can make it one. Yeah, well, it worked in Forgotten Land. I good. I had a lot of fun playing it. Good, I good. would recommend it. Uh, I don't think I haven't done anything else other than that. <laughs> I've been mostly working this week, aside from. You know, the time that I put into Crusader of Senti, which will be the topic for later. Um, yeah, you said leisure time, though. Yes. <laughs> so I have started and watched a few episodes of Uncle from Another World. Yeah. Did Wait, did we talk about this last? Did we talk about this on the podcast or was that just the... I think we talked about this in... I think I think we talked about this after the podcast. Man, it's all blending together because you even talked about it on your on the stream, too. <laughs> I may have talked about it there, too. And I won't go too much into it. No, but I, yeah, go for I, it if you want to. <laughs> well, I've only seen three episodes, but like the the basic idea is that like it is a post isekai story where the guy gets the our, our uncle from another world has been in a coma for 17 years is this really ugly otaku-looking guy who has, the entire time he was in a coma, he was doing a big isekai adventure in which he had all of his dumb cheat powers and magic and stuff. And now he still has all of those powers, but is just reintegrating to society and decides to just show off his powers and make a YouTube channel out of it. (laughs) And I, I mean, it sounds like a good it sounds like a good time specifically because of his 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 love for the the now dead Sega. The OK, so the first thing I saw about this show was the was the thing where he's like, hey, what happened to Sega? Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, who won the console war? What's what's going on with Sega? And he's like, Sega, Sega dropped out of the console race in like, you know, like 15 years ago. Um, And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I thought that was just going to be a one-off joke, but that is a running gag. The dude is obsessed with Sega. I have literally never seen the Sega Saturn reference this many times. I am absolutely convinced, 100% convinced, that he is going to throw a Sega to Sanjiro reference <gasps> in at some point. If they don't, then it's almost like sacrilege. Like there is, like we are right there. Like he has referenced Alien Soldier, Alien Storm, uh, 
both games. I'm I used to confuse them. I know the difference between them now. But he's he's referenced both of them. He's referenced multiple Sonic games. Wait, did he reference them as a joke about them sounding similar? Nope. No, no, because he has deep knowledge of each of them. Where he's like, oh, this place looks like the ruined city in Alien Storm. And then he's like, like he talks about Alien Soldier when he talks about his first love, and it's the girl who becomes Seven Force. <laughs> So mark this as the first anime I've ever seen that specifically references Seven Force. Sega Tosanjiro might be too mainstream for him. It might actually be too shallow of a cut. It might be. It might be the. I mean, because like there are you know lots of commercials and marketing based around him in Japan. Was he so, been alive? Wait, was when did he, when was his coma? Uh, two thousand. Okay, so yeah, no, he he was he was a part of the Sega Tosanjiro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I think he would even have. Uh, I, oh, like yeah, I don't know. It, like, never mind. He's good. I, it yeah, takes that's... place in the. It takes place in like 2017, and right. it says he's been in a coma for 17 years. So I would think that he would have been. He even got to do like early, like the first round of like, Dreamcast. Yeah, possibly the Dreamcast, but he hasn't referenced the Dreamcast yet, so I don't know for sure. To be it fair, it might have been like I like there may very well be a story beat. Where, like, he was in line waiting for the Dreamcast when he went into his coma. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, well, and and the, the... I feel like the diehard Sega fans almost always go to Saturn as the system It does seem like the... It does seem like the one that has, like, the cult following. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean by the diehard Sega. Like, the, like the ones that, you know, will wax poetic about... Uh, <laughs> video games after being in or Sega after being in a coma for 17 years feels like Saturn is the place to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I feel like there is, um, I, I feel like American Sega fans actually wax poetic about, about Dreamcast stuff more so. Yes. I think that's true, but I, it feels like Japanese fans really, really, really liked the Saturn. Well, in a way, America kind of missed out on Saturn. Yeah. Cause we, we, we didn't get, a lot of the cool games it seems like they just didn't bother bringing them over or they mm -hmm. were only or they were released in such limited quantity it was hard for the like the vast majority of people to play this is the same company that looked at alien soldier and was like you know what we're not gonna bother with a physical release for this just put it on the just put it on the internet service yeah we might have one of the we might have one of the greatest uh, action games of all time and we're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist for some yeah reason. no it's just yeah throw it on there it'll be americans, cheaper americans won't like the you know the cool alien vibe that it has also like rip all of the story out of it yeah it's it's, it's i mean sega <laughs> yeah alien dude alien soldier is so good I've gone back and, like, watched the streams of it and just, like, watching the gameplay, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this is a Genesis game. <laughs> like, why is this so good? So, speaking of treasure. Yes. Oh. Um, oh, my. One of the games that is referenced repeatedly in uh, in uh, Uncle from Another World which is which is raised up as like the gold standard best Saturn game is Guardian Heroes. Guardian Heroes is a good game. Oh, you you're you're aware. Oh yeah. I've never played it. Oh, we should fix that. We I think we should fix that. I just I looked it up 
And I was like, how long is Guardian Heroes? And apparently the answer to that is complicated because you can actually play through multiple times with multiple routes. Yeah, there's different characters. Yep, yep. So it's like main story one and a half hours and then completionist is like six or seven. Mm -hmm. But either way, that's not long. But just the description is like Guardian Heroes is an action beat em up hack and slash role playing game developed by treasure, yep. but developed by treasure and published by Sega. And yeah. I'm like, F so, me up. Let's Guardian go. Guardian Heroes is like the, I think it's probably one of those games that is why it has like why the Saturn has a cult following. So, so Guardian Heroes, there was a Game Boy, I believe there was a Game Boy Advance. Um, yes port sequel thing but then there was also like a spiritual successor for the 3ds i think it was called code princess or princess code or code of princess code of crown Pr or something hold up i have code of princess on the shelf are you telling me that that is intended to be a successor to guardian heroes not exactly but i believe it has the same director and uh character designer and like the lead programmer and stuff and it's also you know at it's that one's atlas instead that's of, atlas uh, yeah uh Instead of treasure. Ah, damn it. But Code of Princess is awesome. It's, yeah, it's one of the many, many, many 3DS games where I have the, I have the case on the shelf and it has nothing in it because I lost all of my cartridges a long time ago. Oh, that's a sad, that's a sad feeling. I had, I had like almost all of my 3DS have... cartridges in like a holder. Yeah. Is it like not in, the, in like a travel holder so I could bring a bunch of them with and they're just, they're gone. I just lost them somewhere and I have no idea where. It's, it it's was like that, twenty something games. It's weird that you lost a bunch of games and I lost the. Well, I didn't lose it. Someone stole it. But I, I will just say lost had the, uh, the the console for the 3ds. But we but you know we had some 3ds issues between the two of us. <laughs> I mean, I lo I left my 3ds on the plane in China, yeah, and had to have our her. mutual friend, <laughs> like, go to the Shanghai airport and go to the lost and found and ship it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> um so like I've had issues as well, but I did get it back and honestly like as thankful as I am to have it cuz it was like the limited edition Persona Q uh 3DS and I have played it since then, but I've not played it a lot since then. <laughs> <laughs> cuz that was like 2016 and the Switch came out the next year and I basically stopped playing the 3DS after the Switch came out. Yes, I I have. There's been a few games that I've played on the 3DS because I had the pink. I had like the the pink, uh, like the the second round of colors that came up for the 3DS was like a pink one, and I had that. And then I bought the the Zelda one. The Zelda one that was is the one that was swiped. It was the Majora's Mask one. Hmm. And I've went back and played a few games on the the pink one, but not not that many because I played like like I said I played the two Kirby games and actually played the uh, what was it called. Which which Fire Emblem did I play? Birthright. Yeah, uh, Birthright. Birthright is the one where you're in the samurai place. Yeah, it's the, it's the easier of the two. Yeah, my so I've heard. That's the one I played. That's the one I played too. <laughs> I don't actually. Why did I pick Birthright? I think I just wanted to do samurai stuff. Because I oh, didn't know for about me, the like I fully intended to play both of them because really? there's a whole thing where there's like a. There is a, a third one that yeah, is, there's like a third one that you play after the after you finish the other two that kind of gives you like the the true route. Sure, yeah, where you're kind of like towing the middle and, and oh wow, bringing, I didn't even bring them together, dude. I didn't even put it together that Nintendo has been thinking about this whole let's give Fire Emblem three routes thing for a while. Yep. Well, I mean, 
that was literally the last one before Three Houses came out, so. Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I will say that Nintendo is no, uh, is not new to let's release this game with two different versions so we can sell the game twice. Are you, are, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't the ones to start that, were they? <laughs> I wouldn't say they piloted it. I, I, I wouldn't say that they like originated that idea, no, but I, they actually, certainly think, have made money off of it. I think they might have. I can't po think Pokemon of anyone that did be it before Pokemon, but I am not confident enough to say that they literally invented it. Well, okay. I would, I would, I, I would be fairly confident almost only because I can't picture a home console doing it <laughs> uh, yet. Like at the time, like it yeah. I felt like handheld would have to be the way to go with that. And they were the only, only one on the market that I can think of, but there might've been something who, gosh, I don't know. That's there's, there's always some weird thing. Like, Hey, did you know that the, uh, the, the, the singer company, you know, that made sewing machines had a computer and maybe they had two versions of one of their games. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. <laughs> you, you can always, you can always count. And then there's, you know, there's stuff where like you have sort of different versions of the same game released over time, like, you know, street fighter two, street fighter two turbo street fighter two championship edition, yeah, yeah, yeah. tournament edition, whatever. Turn, yeah. That's a little... That's, that's not the same. It's not the as, same as, like, at, at at launch, there's just two slightly different versions of the same game that we're going to put next to each other on the shelf. What a ballsy move. <laughs> like, what, what a move to be like, hey, you know what? Buy it twice. We're going to... You know, DLC doesn't exist. Games as a service don't exist. What do we do? I know. Let's just take seven monsters and make them unique to each game, and otherwise they're identical. Yeah. 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 And you know yep. what? They're going to eat it up. It's true. Now there's airplanes and, you know, defibrillator machines with Pokemon on them. So why not? <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's defibrillators with microtransactions. Maybe that's next. <laughs> Would you like another one? <laughs> there's like, responding? there is a version of that that I saw recently that's like, oh, yeah, no, this is the, this is like, they always talk about like the future of these types of pricing models being piloted in the gaming industry before they reach their tendrils into like other more mainstream horrific things. Yeah. I think I, it was something about like a it was something about cars where like, you know, you have to pay a microtransaction for like the seat belts or something or the airbags, <laughs> some kind of safety feature. Would you like blinking lights? <laughs> <laughs> like there are cars with microtransactions now, which is different than buying the car and having like additional features that you can pay more for up front, like literally pay as you go microtransaction features for like, like actual that. basic car functions. That's the that's that's terrible. I, I don't remember. That. I don't want to like I want to make sure that I get this actually. I want to make sure I get this right. So like, I mean, I really uh, want to play guardian heroes now. I haven't played it in probably 25 years or something like that. I played it when it first came out at a friend's house who had a Saturn. Yeah. I didn't really, I I've heard the name guardian heroes, but I've never like, I did not know it was a treasure game. Um, and that means more to me now than it would have two years ago. Yeah. No kidding. Right our treasure um, podcast oh air conditioning 
Oh, air conditioning was a microtransaction. The air conditioning is a microtransaction. It is a $758 add-on feature. What the f- I, I mean, I, I can definitely see people being like, well, I don't use air conditioning. I don't want to pay for it. It's like, yeah. well, no, that's, you do understand. <laughs> but the thing is, is like when you buy a car and you decide not to get the feature, the special feature, they just, you get the version that doesn't have that feature built into it. Right. Right. This is like the, the screen, like the, the information screen, because cars just have touchscreens now, um, pops up and is like, hey, you don't have air conditioning in your car. Would you like to add it for $750? And it's like, it's literally just software locked out. So you can just tap the button and just have it. Is this, is this real? Are you pulling my leg? I will, I will send you the, I will send you the article. What, what is this? Like, what? it's an Audi. And I believe it is an electric Audi. Who thinks this is okay? Executives in suits. Like, man, the world, the world's going to be freaking weird the next 15, 20 years. Yeah, we're moving in that direction. Like, this does not, this gives me so much, this, this fills me with a, a lot of sadness. It is like dystopian future. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, would you like to breathe? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. That's that's insane. Uh, now I have to add these two things to talk about in my uh, my tech class. Hey, all right. Yeah, I'm helping. <laughs> no, it's sad, but I'm going to actually put it in there as a talking point. Thanks. Oh man, the line that the line that this uh, the line that this article ends with: "You will own nothing, and you will be happy." <laughs> that was the, the, the end. Oh yeah. What is the quote from? I guess it's a meme. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's eight predictions for the world in 2030. <laughs> oh great. goodness. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I, Guardian I, Heroes. Want to play that? Watch Uncle from Another World. It's on Netflix. It's. I have gotten so many belly laughs out of it. I've only described a fraction of what is actually going on in it. the The real joy is that. The dude himself is completely socially inept. Sure. And like he's able to show memories of his experience in the other world on like a on like a sort of holographic video screen because magic. So he's able to show like he'll describe a situation that he went through mm -hmm. and the way and the way that people were treating him. And then he'll show the memory on the screen so that his nephew can like can watch it firsthand and see that he just completely interpreted the situation 1000% wrong. <laughs> and his nephew's a little more in tune with reality. Yeah. And he's like, Oh my God, I can't, how did you not see? So like, there's this girl that follows him around that has like a sort of tsundere disposition. Okay. And he's talked about like, he's talked about before, like, Oh wow. Did like, did he go to the other world before before Tsundere became like a thing that people understood? Because she's totally doing that. She's got the whole like, you know, cold exterior thing going on. But she's she's clearly like being nice to him in her own way. Maybe he's just not getting it because he didn't get it. He didn't see it. You know, he doesn't know what that is. Right. And then like in a later episode, he talks about watching Evangelion. And his nephew's like, wait, you saw Ava? All right, so what did you think of Asuka? 
And he's like, ah, yeah, you know, you may be too young to understand this, but did you know that Asuka actually has a crush on Shinji? (laughs) He's like, oh my God, how do you not get it? (laughs) So the whole thing is like, it's, it, it dabbles in what I refer to as cringe humor. Sure. Where you're just kind of laughing, but you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's kind of like like The Office. A yeah. lot of that stuff where it's where it's just, you're like, just oh, God. Yeah. You're seeing, like, you know, he gets into trouble in the village and this the, the cute little elf girl, uh, you know, pops up and and says mean things about him to the, like, angry mob. Yeah. But then is like... Yeah, but because everyone thinks he's an orc because he's just because he's so ugly. (laughs) And the girl pops up and is like, I know he's ugly and he looks like an orc and he has the face of an orc, but there's a magic barrier around the village. So he couldn't have gotten in if he was an orc. He's just an ugly human. (laughs) And it's like, okay, that's rude. (laughs) Damn. But then he's like, but then he's like, hey, thanks for calling them off. And and she gets all blushy. And it's like, well, it's fine. You owe me now. Maybe you can treat me to dinner. Right. To, you know, as you can treat me to, to treat me to dinner as thanks. Yeah. And he's and the nephew is like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, that's so sweet. And then he's like, yeah, I, I left town that night. She was trying to exploit me. Oh you can't, God. you can't give in to the, you can't give in to the, to the little demands because then they'll ask for more and more and more. And then you, and then you can't, uh, and then you can't escape and they're just fully, they're just fully exploiting you at that point. <laughs> so I, I just, I bailed, I bailed in town that night and then couldn't like, stick Dude. around. <laughs> so it's just, like, it just goes, it's just that over and over. And like all of his experiences relate back to some kind of Sega anecdote. That's beautiful. It's awesome. Like I have, I have like had to rewind a bunch of times because I start belly laughing so hard that I miss the next couple of lines. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's, I that's love a it. serious laugh. I love it. I, there's only like three episodes out, but like for as much as I can recommend something after three episodes, I super recommend it after three episodes. <laughs> I I want to, there's another Netflix show I really want to watch that just came out recently is uh, Sandman. I've like heard about comic. it. I like the comic, and mm. it's cool that it's finally come out because they've been trying to make an adaptation of Sandman forever, and Neil Gaiman's always like, no, just stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. It's not going to work. But I guess this time, either it actually worked or <laughs> Netflix gave him enough money where he's going to say it's fine, and then even if it's bad, he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it is because I haven't watched it yet. But I'm still interested in seeing it. That makes me what... think of the guy that that ma- that draws a bone, and how they keep like sort of half extending him a TV adaptation or a movie adaptation. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like, and then it keeps getting canceled before it gets anywhere. Because <laughs> that just happened to him like a few months ago too, and he posted he posted a thing that's the Charlie Brown comic with the football being pulled away. And like okay. three different instances of like news stories of like, you know, bone to be adapted for such and such thing. Bone adaptation canceled. <laughs> of course. That's like that really sucks for him. 
Yeah, God. That's miserable. That's not really related, but, like, I, I thought about it when you were, like, they've been trying to make an adaptation for a long time. I can't remember that. I can't remember the name of the the artist that that makes the comic, but uh, I know he's I been know. doing it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I guess I am sitting in front of the internet. I was just I was I was just opening a new tab as you were saying that. <laughs> Jeff Smith. Mm, yeah. You know I've never really, I have I don't think I've read any of these besides one that I've seen shared occasionally. Yeah, like, I've I've, never, like, like, read I'm not actually that familiar with Bone. Um, I know they did make, like, a crappy movie of it at some point. <laughs> really? Like, back in the 90s, I think. Um, yeah, it's and that's, like, the ever. only thing that he's gotten. But I know that it's, uh, I know that it's very well liked. And I'm sure that it's good. I know what the character looks like. But I don't really know that much about it. I just feel bad because it seems like there's a lot of people that really enjoy it. And it's come really close to like it, it's it's come really close to getting uh like a full tv adaptation and then it just it keeps getting the the rug swept out from under him and that just sucks that would that would feel at this point it's like yeah whatever yeah like three separate times of of a giant corporation being like let's do it like it was the wikipedia says it was there's like nickelodeon warner brothers and netflix yep <laughs> yep and every time it's like nah yep and they, oh, they start doing it and then they're like yeah just kidding <laughs> the warner brothers one had a trilogy planned and then they didn't even make one <laughs> i mean warner brothers is going through some weird stuff right now that's true or hbo max or whatever i don't know what's i don't really know what's what in that sense but i know that they are uh canceling shows and stuff yeah because i heard the batgirl movie got canceled even that even though they had dumped you know 90 million or something into it there is a there is a pro zd skit about this that came out yesterday oh really yeah literally yesterday it's just wait, wait, i think it's just pro called ZD? corporate mergers is pro zd like a, a youtube yeah you've probably seen his stuff he does like okay. he does short skits ah okay 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 um oh i think you sh- actually never mind i i do remember who it is i think you showed me some of uh their videos when when i came to visit I yeah I that's one or two Probably. He um, he went to MSU. He wears, like, Michigan State shirts all the time. He was, like, in the anime club there. Oh, cool. That's neat. Um, so, yeah, he did, a, he did a skit on his channel yesterday that's just called Corporate Mergers, and it's about the, it's about the WB merger, where it's, oh. like, it's the guy coming into the room and being, like, hey, so, uh, so we just, uh, we're, do- we're doing this merger, and, um, so how do you how do you want to handle it? And the the CEO is just like money. It's like, <laughs> well, we've got the we've got the Batgirl movie coming out. That'll make money. No money. <laughs> it's basically just like trying to talk to some sort of like infantile cookie monster money monster thing. Right. Yeah. And trying are. to explain like, well, the Batgirl movie will make money. Like, but it doesn't make money today. Yeah, we we have we can make all of these like we have all of these other things in production. They will all make money. It's like no money. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically the whole skit, and I feel like pretty accurately explains what's happening at Warner Brothers right now. Probably yeah, yeah. I I because I know they're they're maybe merging with Discovery and. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other stuff, I don't know. I'm not paying that close of attention, but I hear Multiverses is good. I don't even know what that is. Multiverses is the WB Smash clone. Oh, I do know what that is, yes. Yeah, that has like... That has, like, Bugs Bunny and Game of Thrones characters and actual real human LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. I, and and I, I heard the, since it's free to play, there was an article that was like, you know, the, the, the monetization isn't even that bad. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're going to go with a free to play model, I expect some monetization. I just expect it to be under control. <laughs> yeah, they were and comparing- not exploitative. Not, you know, not Diablo Immortal. Yes. Did you hear? So I heard was... someone spent like $100,000 in it. No, but the the best part of that is not that they spend $100,000. The best part of that is they cannot now play the game. Oh, because... I missed that part of the story. Yeah, so they played $100,000 or they paid $100,000 to buff their character. No, you were right work. the first time. They played $100,000. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. And so what what happens is, is that their character is really, really strong. So they win every single PvP match without trying basically like it doesn't matter if they're good or not they have infinitely better gear right right um because they unlock the money cheat code yeah because pay to win right and so their mmr their matchmaking ranking is so absurdly high that they literally cannot find a person to play with it was it's to the point where there's i guess there's battlegrounds sort of a thing or like team things that you can do with your guild mm-hmm. and his guild which was obviously some sort of top guild in the world because if you're going to be spending that much money you probably have found other people that will spend at least some kind of money or I mean, even day. if you don't, you can probably just carry. Right. Um, and so the, uh, they can't, com- he can't even participate in the events cause he can't like join the group battleground thing because his MMR is so high. I guess he queued for 72 hours and <laughs> like didn't find an opponent. Awesome. <laughs> So what a well thought out system that totally isn't there just to dare people to spend money. Like, I know 10 cents. Like, yeah, this is fine. We don't care. We we have your hundred thousand dollars. It's everything's a okay. (laughs) Speaking of predatory monetization and 10 cent. Oh, we have a question from Swoggles. Hey, which is that's new relevant. Oh, It is actually relevant to this very to this very topic. I'm I'm going to segue into that, which yes. I already did, but now I With... have to use the word segue so that you know it's a segue, thus ruining the smoothness of the transition. Yeah, cue the music. Mm-hmm. So Swoggles would like to know, relevant to our recent conversation, if a game company made games that you enjoyed, what would be the line? in their business practices that would cause you to no longer buy their games. Examples being predatory monetization, sexual harassment of sexual harassment or sexism of like employees or customers, uh, funding anti-LGBTQ lobbyists, releasing unfinished games, towing the line for the Chinese government, etc. Like what how much is too much where you're like, I am just not gonna I want this game, but I can't support this company. I have a lot of those, but I had to have them in different degrees. There's like a whole spectrum. It's it's really hard for me to think like that sometimes because like Diablo Immortal or I mean, excuse me, Diablo Resurrected would have been a perfect time to jump ship from all things Blizzard mm-hmm. and and Activision and all that stuff because they've done like 
the people that run the company are trash. Or, well, they were. I don't know if they still are. They still are. Seems like they still are. Um, so it's, it's, if it wasn't Diablo 2, and I didn't have all the feelings about wanting to play Diablo 2, I probably would have been like, all right, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to be bothered with this after reading about what they did. At the same time, it's difficult because there's thousands of people that worked on the game that were just normal people that all would, you know, that would be happy that you're playing their game. So it's, it's, you're, then you're maybe crushing their dreams of like, oh, this game, no one cared about it. Um, so it's it's weird because I wanted to play the Ori games, and then I read some oh, article yeah. that the that the guy that makes them is a is not a great person. Yeah. So I kind of just pushed them off my list because it's like eh, I don't have any feeling towards this. Yes, and that's and, that's kind of what I was talking about with having a spectrum. Is like I think there are everyone's got like different levels of this. It's really easy for me to see bad press about companies that make games that I'm kind of so-so about. Sure. And brush them off the plate because I'm like, okay, that tilts the scales. Right, right. But like if Nintendo came out and <laughs> yeah. it, like Nintendo has had some negative press about like union busting and... Oh, I'm sure Nintendo's a mess just based on how J- Japan as a as a country hides all of the stuff that goes on there. Yeah, there is there is stuff that happens on a regular basis as just a societal expectation in Japan. Right. You know, look the other normal way, offices. Kind of that would be like a huge, that ends up being a huge uh, headline here. Right. It ends up being like a, you know, a whole employee scandal. So like it's, it's one of those things where there's a double standard and it's not news there, but it would be news here and it should be considered the same. But you know, I, I I understand that there are some companies that make things that I really, really like that, you know, at a certain point, it's like you you kind of have to bargain with it because, you know, it, it goes into this whole like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right. If you, well, it's true, because if what, you peel is... back enough layers, eventually there's going to be something in the production of this thing that you like that you cannot support. Well, and, and if you if you use other things like it's 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 hard for me just with my logical way of looking at the world to be like okay well i'm mad at this company because they didn't do this thing well then it's like well i have a cell phone yep like i buy clothes from companies that i'm sure have done terrible stuff i have a bottle of coke (laughs) in the fridge right now yeah exactly so so what what i'm i'm of the mindset that's like well i guess i can make a stand on this one thing but then i'm literally like my hand's still in the cookie jar. Like, yeah, I, it's, and I so think that like trying to, you know, I don't have any, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with making that stand. And I will like, I won't buy Ubisoft games. Like, sure, and I, yeah. and I, you know, and I won't, and I'm not going to buy, uh, I'm not going to do Activision Blizzard. I generally stay away from EA, but honestly, like those companies weren't making anything I was interested in. Right, so it's a really easy stand to make. It's a really it's really easy for me to do that. I haven't really been challenged with like this company make if way forward. Way forward is a good one cuz that's like a that's like a developer that I actually really enjoy supporting. Like yeah. I like their games and it feels good to me to buy their games mm-hmm. because I just like who they are and what they stand for. If they came out and it turned out that there were like, you know, the boss there was a terrible person 
and they were doing like unsavory business practices, I would have a really, really difficult time when River City Girls 2 comes out because I'd be like, I really want this, but I really don't want to give them money for it. And I, I'm having a difficult, like, I would have to really think about it. So there's levels of it. It's like, how bad are the offenses? How much do I want the thing? How much do I think that my taking a stand on it is going to, you know, make any, like, I'm not silly enough to think that like me not buying one game is going to, is going to turn them around to be like, oh, wow. Well, we can't, uh, we're going to have to change our ways now. Like there, there isn't anything that I'm doing to them. Well, it's and, just and, a, it's purely a self-satisfaction thing for me yeah. where I'm like, at least I'm not supporting, you know, blatant sexual abusers. Yes. It's, it's, Ubisoft. it's one of those things that's, it's really just for yourself Yeah, because there's, yeah. they're way too big to have you or even 10,000 or a hundred thousand of you probably won't make it big of a difference for them because it's too big that there's going to be yeah. 10 million people that don't care. So yeah, will they be annoyed that they lost something? Sure. They'll release a PR movement. They'll wait five years and you'll forget. Right. Right. Like that's... the, the, the benefit of the large companies continuing to continuing to screw up and do awful things is that they increasingly are just putting out worse and worse content. I mean, I'll admit there's not been what is, let's see, let's look at what, Ubisoft, what's coming out for them? I mean, I'm sure there's a Far Cry oh, game. I'm, I'm going to sure play the there's Mario a Tom game. Clancy game. I'll play the Mario and Rabbids game. That's Ubisoft. Damn, that's true. That is the one I was having trouble with. That, I, mean, I really did like. Rad. Yeah, I really did like Kingdom Battle. So I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> uh, see, maybe, I, hey, I you know might... what? Wait, I have I have an idea to make you feel better about this. Buy it used. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could just, do that. You could just buy it used, and then you're like have a to local feel game bad. store or something. Uh huh. Because then you're like, helping your local GameStop. community. You, yeah, no, no, no. That's just GameStop yeah, I mean... purveyors of 9/11 NFTs. <laughs> okay, okay. As much as I love dunking on GameStop, that's not entirely their fault because they did get rid of it right away. I'm they did. They sure. did. They did. That being said, we can dunk on that as much as we want because they are the company that pioneered the practice of like hey we got these new games let's take them out of the plastic wrap and stuff them in these other cases so yep. that way we can kind of maybe mix up what's new and what isn't and mm -hmm. people like employees can take home the new game and play them i know that's a fact because my friend worked there for many years and would often be bringing home brand new games that he didn't pay for because oh yeah they just open them up <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's it's a whole thing. I worked at a game store for a while, and there was a whole thing where it's like, yeah, you can take this home and play it for a bit so you can sell it better. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you know what the game is like. I mean, they're Which is a nice you. little perk, but also, like... Yeah, because you know, they're, they're, they're not going to pay you well enough to make this a career, but maybe they can get you to stick around for a while because they're giving yeah. you free games to play. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it was really smart. As long as that. you As long as you get your 15, like, game card, game, like, GameStop Pro cards sold every day or whatever the ridiculous Oh, yeah, yeah, or, or they, had their, they had their magazine that they kept pushing even after, long after no one wanted them. <laughs> yep, yeah. Because no one wanted them when they were relevant. <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know to, to answer that question i'm i i sometimes i have a bit of a cynical approach about it because yeah. it's it's hard to it's it's 
it's like, yeah, sure. I guess I'll make a stand on this, but I'm, <laughs> I'm still doing all of these other things that yeah. are, that are maybe even worse in terms of what they're supporting. Right. Like, yeah, it does feel arbitrary. Like you take a stand if, I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree that you have to take an all or nothing stance. I agree. I I think that you can, like, if you can make a couple of steps, that can help a little bit. But at the same time, like, I don't know how much of a step it is to just, like, decide not to buy something that a million other people are buying that you want just to make a point that no one will hear. Right. It's, it's, it's really, so what it boils down to in my mind is what do you, what do you need to do to get through life? And, mm-hmm. and I mean that in like a, what is going to help you get through dealing with all of the crap that's around you? Yeah. Cause there's an endless amount of it and you will not be able to make a stand against everything unless you go live in the woods. And yeah. You, you basically have to do the clothes. whole communal farm life in the mountains. Right. Yeah. So, so you, it's, it's more about, you know what? I can live without this thing. I know exactly. It's sort of like when you when you like an actor, you read something about them, and then you're like, yeah. "Dude, what the hell?" Now you're really tainting all. Of like your past I wish work. I hadn't known this about you. Right, and and sometimes it's it's such an important piece of our life that we just ignore it completely. Like like a lot of technology stuff, right? Where it's the we, trouble a lot of people have had with Harry Potter lately, where it's like, I still love this world, but holy crap. Yeah, I, I, I kind of went through that a little bit. Then I was like, you know, she doesn't just because she created doesn't mean she can ruin the right the joy right, right. I had with it. So that's yeah. kind of where I landed with that, where it's like, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it because or she doesn't get to be the person that takes that away from me. Um, but it's mm-hmm. also sort of that's a really hard one because then there's a whole bunch of people that are like, dude, she's actively ruining my life now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because she has too much power in government and things and how it... Well, yeah. Like, her sway. She's just lobbying now. Right. I, it's, it's it's a great question, and it's kind of like, you know, is do you steal bread to pay for... or to, to help your uh, sick family get food, kind of? Like, you know, those those philosophical kind of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's... that's it's a, it's a great question that I don't think you can easily answer because there's a lot of nuance to it and there is there is a lot of nuance to it and also we're you know let's just put it out there we're both white men yeah yeah so my perspective of this is is totally wrong like not wrong but totally skewed yeah cisgender heterosexual white men like so like this comes for this naturally comes from a place of privilege. Oh, and and please don't assume that I'm saying this as if it's the only thing that's like, I'm not trying to say that this is truth or gospel, right? Right. Like, yeah, no, we're just, we're talking about the way that we personally interface with this question. And because the, because the, the thing for me is I think that everyone has a line, but that line moves. Yeah. And and, and, the line moves based on like who you are, what your identity is, how much your personal, you know, how much, of your personal identity is sort of on the line with the companies that make these things. Mm-hmm. And also there's like, I think it comes down to like, it's real. your purchase decision or not is not going to move the needle enough to like make a big social difference. Yeah. So like you are just trying to get through life and you are trying to, you know, be happy and do things that make you happy. So is it going to, in each individual case like this, you have to ask yourself, am I going to be happier having this experience that I want, but feeling kind of guilty about it? Or just or, being like, not for me. Or feeling righteous and not having the experience. Yeah. 
Like, and that line, that line moves. If it's a really, really, really good experience that I want no matter what, I will take on a little bit of like, oh, God. Like, I wish I hadn't, I wish I hadn't supported this, but I'm having a good time with it. And it's like you said, there are, you know, there may be predatory, you know, practices from management, but there's still a thousand people working on it that are perfectly good people. Yeah. And in many cases, the, the thousand people that worked on it that are great people are actually like, that's actually one of the things that I have the biggest problem with is when the developers themselves are mistreated. Right. By publishers and management. I mean, that was the whole thing with, um, uh, infinity Ward. Like they got screwed over because they didn't get the sales that they were supposed to get or whatever it was from Iron Warfare 2 and they split off and blah, blah, blah. Because they were mistreated in a different kind of way. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't abuse in the sense of like it's physical like, it's... or whatever, but it was still being they were they were not taken. They were not well taken care of because the top the people at the top were like, well, we can make way more money if we. just Yeah. If we pretend. just don't pay people. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> convenient, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with uh, Cyberpunk. Where I yeah. like I was kind of interested and then all of this stuff about workplace abuse came out and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to support that. Mm-hmm. But I was also running through a I was also running through a period with it where I was like, I don't actually think that this is going to be a game for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that this is going to be like one of those big open world games that I play for 10 hours and get bored with. Yeah, I mean, it's super easy to to stand on a soapbox when you don't care about what it is anyways. Yeah, and in fact, people do that most of the time. Yes, correct. And that's so that's what I was going to that's that's kind of what I was getting at is I think it's great to make a stand that's a personal thing for yourself as long as you're not like you can't shove it down everyone's throat if you're also still doing other things that are equally as egregious, in my opinion. Like, I think I'm not going to sit here and be like, I can't believe you bought an Ubisoft game. Right. Like, that's that's not my right to do. Right, that is yeah. a choice that I'm going to make for myself based on whether or not I get more joy out of the thing or out of, you know, feeling, you know, my righteousness from not supporting the thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, in many ways, hypocritical and inconsistent and probably not ultimately helpful. <laughs> but at the same time when we're dealing with multi-billion dollar international corporations your 60 bucks well, isn't going st- to send a message and and don't even get started on the like as we get into you know who's owning what now yeah. like certain companies are buying up certain things and their 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 uh quote unquote business practices may not be you know like you wouldn't even if if you knew stuff then it would just blow your mind kind of information oh, right? yeah. like like there there are it's only going to get worse. <laughs> so, so, so it's it's microtransaction in 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 Audi cars. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, come on, that's it's not it's we are not going in a direction of yeah. This is definitely for the consumer. It's definitely for the individual. Unless yeah. the individual is a billion dollar company, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Which, according well, to U.S. law, multi billion dollar corporations are people. Yeah, of course. Oh, duh. What else would they be? Right? It's clearly not a collection of people. It's clearly not a faceless entity like machine whose only purpose is to maximize profits and nothing else. I don't think so. Don't be, don't be, don't be silly, Dean. God, I gotta say. Yes. 
so yeah, this this is a good chat, and like I don't, I'm afraid I don't have a satisfactory answer because yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and and pretend and lie and say like, oh well, if a company does something wrong, then I will not support them under any circumstances. Because you know what, I have and I do, and half the time I do it without even realizing I'm doing it, yeah. and we all do. Yeah, it's like- just it's part of living in 2022 in modern society you don't have a choice yeah it's part of just being this the the when the world is run by corporations that's just kind of how it's going to be like in overall which is a bummer but (laughs) i will say that all of the like anytime a company gets bad press it does move the needle on my purchase intent yeah i agree like it it definitely makes it easier to like to take something that i'm that's you know, I'm kind of on the fence about and kick it over to the other side sure. or take something that I'm pretty sure I want and kick it onto the fence. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has an impact. It's just not a, I, I don't think I can fairly say that I have an absolute hard line. I won't buy this under any circumstances because of this thing. But if there is I would say that I haven't run into it personally. I bet you there is something for both of us that would that even Nintendo could do. They would be like, oh, yeah, Christ. the closest thing to it is the like Activision Blizzard, like sexist work uh, yeah. worker harassment stuff. Yeah, it was it was it was it took a little mental gymnastics to pick up uh, <laughs> Diablo 2. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, and again, that's a situation where, like, that is a a series that is specifically important to you. Well, and and it was a game I played with someone else, so it was playing with them. So it was like, if it was just me on my own, I probably wouldn't have done it. But then it's like, oh, well, it's (laughs) co-op. I can can lie to myself a little bit. So, I mean, I, I don't have the I don't have the same connection with that that you did. Yeah, so it was easy to be like, this is So disgusting. it was easier for me to just throw my hands up. But like, again, if there was something that meant a lot to me, I would have a really difficult time saying no to it. it I'm just lucky enough that nothing that Blizzard makes is important to me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Japan, for, you know, <laughs> hiding uh, all of your all of your uh, I know your, your dirty laundry. <laughs> I know it, it's a depressing question to talk about because like even trying to salvage some sense of morality out of it is like no no you're just supporting the ones that hide it better right <laughs> like it's true <laughs> so i mean so, that's yeah, why that's why i can't draw a hard line like when news comes out about worker mistreatment like that definitely affects my my approach to it, but I can't say that like, I won't support a game that's made that way because I know that I already am. Yeah. And it's just like, some of them are in the news for it and some of them hide it better. But I, you know, I I have no moral high ground here. I wish that I did, but I don't. Yeah. To to be honest, a part of me wishes I could be more active in that sense, but I know I can't. I'm just, I'm too, I'm in a way I'm, uh, I don't know if it's weak-willed or if it's just kind of like a oh the world's gone to pot anyway so who cares? Um, it's, it, it's 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 easy to be sort of defeated about the whole thing. Just yes, like yeah. what's the point of resisting it? Just just get through life and just enjoy the things that you enjoy. Yeah, so sometimes uh, this is a this is depressing as hell. 
I was. <laughs> it is. It is extremely depressing sometimes. You know, sometimes you just have to kill the monsters in the church, and you're not sure why they didn't resist. And maybe they were crying. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Crusader of Senti. <laughs> All right, yeah, so you started us out like right in the middle there, didn't you? Well, you know, I just wanted to, to, to set the tone that the, the excellent question, although depressing, will lead us into a much more, de- uh, not much more, but an equally somewhat depressing <laughs> storyline video game. A but too also- familiar storyline. <laughs> yeah, so let's get that right out of the way. I, I just want to... I'm pretty positive that all the reviewers that reviewed this game in 94? Five? I think that's right. Five? I think it's 94. Um, I don't think any of them played the video game for more than an hour because GamePro talks about how it's exactly like Zelda. It's just Zelda. It's identical to Zelda. The storyline's very familiar. Something about it making way too much sense for RPG fans or something and let your kid play that or like let your little brother play this game. Um... Next Generation said something along the lines that it's just a mirror of Zelda. So I'm pr- I'm pretty sure those people, I don't even know if they got, like, the, I feel like this goes, dog. <laughs> I feel like this goes straight into the, uh, this is like people looking at Panel to Pawn and being like, oh, it's just Tetris. It's just Tetris, yes. Yeah. No, that that is, by the way, you were right, it released in North America in March 1995. Okay, cool. I, I know it was around there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was 94 in Japan and 95 everywhere else. Actually, the EU got this before North America did, which really? is rare. Yeah, they got Wait, it in well, January. We got it in March. The EU name is, this is also a rare occasion where there's three different names, correct? Yes, for we, some reason. We got Crusader of Senti. Yep. What What was? In uh, Japan, it's uh, Shin Soseki Ragnusenti. Oh, yeah, they still got the or Senti Or New there. Genesis Ragnusenti. <laughs> and in and in Europe they just call it Soleil. Sure. Which is the name of your starting town. Oh yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> also, did you know the, the character's name is supposed to be Corona? You're not supposed to be dubs. Well then why did they let me name the character? I don't know. But it's definitely his name is supposed to be Corona, because I saw that in the manual. I believe it was on the, the wiki page where it's like you're you're a young boy taking on the world or excuse me just you know doing a zelda thing can you explain to me what a senti is mm, no but you crusaded it or you're i also don't of... know what the crusade was about there's hieroglyphics on the on the box yeah that's about that's yeah the wait that thing kind of looks like a it's like a banana with wings yep it might be a curved sword but it's a banana with wings now or something else. <laughs> banana uh, with wings. <laughs> banana. I so, thank you, Next Tech, for developing this video game, and thank you for Atlas to bothering to bother bringing it to the United States. I suppose that wouldn't actually matter because we could have played the Europe version, the that's European true. version. But well, they, I think the they. Well, I'm not sure now. I was gonna say I, I think I think Atlas. Published it in both places, but now I'm not I, sure. I apologize. I mean Atlanta, United States. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let me just get this out of the way. This whole podcast feels like let's get this out of the way because this game is just wild. <laughs> Wait. 
Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I, I, I was reading stuff in the, in the, uh, in the Wikipedia, which I'll get to in a minute. So there's okay. a bit in Crusader of Senti where you're walking along a place and there's a rock formation that says Atlas. That's A-T-L-U-S Atlas. Mm-hmm. However, there's, it's split between the L and the U. So I saw and it's and it doesn't all fit on the screen at the same time. So I initially walked up to it and just saw ATL. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. Like, what is that? I don't know what that would stand for. Why does it? And I'm half joking, right? I'm like, I'm like, why are they talking about Atlanta? Is there something going on with Atlanta? Like, did they? Is that where they did the, the localization or something? <laughs> right. Like, what does Atlanta have to do with anything? Because there's no there's no indication that the the game world has any any like connection to the real world. It's not like in uh, they didn't do a, the illusion of Gaia thing. Yeah, it, for, it's uh, Terranigma. Terranigma. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, you don't ju- you don't just like show up in a place and it's like, oh, this is Chicago, by the way. Or or ha ha ha. I haven't seen my family in weeks because <laughs> we're developing this video game. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole dev room thing. Oh, no. God, what would the dev room for this even look like? Anyway, so the rocks say ATL, and I'm trying to figure that out for like several minutes. No, and then not, I'm able, and then it's I'm not able that bad. And I walk over to the right, and I see US, and because I've already hard locked it into my brain that ATL means Atlanta. Atlanta. It seems to follow, especially since there is a gap between ATL and US that it's like Atlanta, United States. It is a pretty big gap. It's not like usually, you know, when Nintendo spells things in coins and it's it's clearly right there. Yeah, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it doesn't all fit on the screen at the same time. And there's a gap between the letters. So it feels like ATL US. And I saw ATL first and had already locked in as like it being Atlanta. And so when I saw U.S., it's like, oh, ATL, United States, like that, that perfectly tracks. And then about 30 seconds later, I was like, Atlas. <laughs> yeah. And you're, it just, you're, it just you're, says Atlas. Your chat had a good time with uh, with that. <laughs> and you're having a good time with it now. <laughs> well, I genuinely I had a really good laugh <laughs> because because you were so genuine about it, and then you immediately realized what you had said. So it was yep. like that moment of, oh, mm, mm, too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. on the internet. <laughs> and, like, I I know Atlas. I like Atlas. Like, yeah, it's just that my brain, funnier. like, between the, the, between the way that I revealed the whole thing and the way that my brain made those connections, it just, like, it didn't click the way that it needed to click. It clicked in a totally different place. It was a much better place, if you will. So, <laughs> Crusader of Senti is a little bit like Zelda. Yeah, it's a little bit like Zelda. I understand. No, if you played the game, if you only played the game for an hour and a half, it, it kind of feels like Zelda. Well, and honestly, even just like the general flow of play is Zelda-like. similar. Like sure. it's even even in the sense that like you are gathering items that give you access to new areas that give you new powers it's just that those items are animals yeah and there's I mean, no good indication as to why most of them give you the power that they do yeah cuz some of the times they're like god i hate you can i join your party well no not i that's not even what i'm saying 
Oh, I mean, like, yes, the the, you know, the reasons that they have for joining you are not clearly defined. But then you go in and you're like, what does the like? Okay, what does the cheetah do? The cheetah makes you run faster. Checks out. Makes sense. What does the penguin do? Penguin gives you ice power on the sword. Okay, yeah. Got it. Sure. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. What does the dodo do? (laughs) Isn't wait, the dodo's the one that boosts everything? No, oh, no, that's, that's the, the that's the moa. That's the moa. That's the moa. The dodo, what, what the dodo do? I makes now. your sword able to grab oh. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I maybe are dodos known for that? I I don't know. They're dead. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, maybe. do they grab things with their with their beak or with their feet or something? I I, I don't know. Like, that one doesn't make sense to me. The yeah, no. uh, like. I kind of get why the cat brings you back to life because it's a whole nine lives thing. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that one. That one yeah. works for me. But some of them in there are just like, the dinosaur lets you move over conveyor belts. The dinosaur also gives you a really great looking sprite. It's the only one. It's the only sprite where it's like, okay, you're just, it just changes your whole thing. You're just riding on the dinosaur now. <laughs> riding but the on thing the is, you talk to Dippy the dinosaur in your menu because they all show up in your menu as like equipable. Mm-hmm. And they all briefly explain what their powers are and uh, po- badly because the translation in this game is bad. It um, is. It's very, very bad. It's it's like Lufia bad. Um, So Dippy is like. Leave the swimming to me and I can also help you with like dangerous terrain. Yeah, dangerous terrain. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. Now I can swim over things. No. Why would you? But the swimming. But you said you can do. So you handle the swimming on the overworld. Yeah. But if there is impassable water in the stage. You need an armadillo, obviously. You need an armadillo. But not to ride on the armadillo. No, you just throw it in and use it as a plank of wood. (laughs) It's it's a platform armadillo. Don't you? That's normal. That's just armadillos. Armadillos are only flat when they're roadkill. Um, When they actually curl up, they become balls. Nope. They're they're great for standing on in the water. They're They're big, flat squares. Like, why wasn't it just a turtle if that's what they wanted to do? Why an armadillo? I don't know. Why was it in the water? This is what I'm saying. Like, some of the animal powers make sense, and some of them are like, wait, no, why? Hold on. I don't know what's wrong. What is... Their names are goofy, too, because I think his name's, like, Rio. Oh, yeah, Um, I didn't even pay that much attention to that. I will say that, like, some of the combo things are just really funny. Yeah. Like, because they give, like, a little three-word description of what all your power... of what all your power titles are. Yes. And most of them are just strengthen the blank. <laughs> I, I like I like <laughs> attacks the enemy or something or damages the enemy or whatever it is. It's like, wait, yeah. everything does that. <laughs> Red- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the special power of the uh, of these two, I don't remember what two animals it is, but it's like reduces enemy health. Yes. I have a question. How should we structure this? Because there is so much to talk about. I don't know. We're just kind of we're just kind of like flying away right now. We are, we're, we are because we're, we're talking about like end game mechanics before we've really explained what the game is. We or, are off the rails because this is a video game that lets you climb into a rails. squat toilet. 
Immediately. Immediately. While it's being used. In the first 10 minutes of the game. While it is being used, you can climb into a squat toilet and your eyes will poke out like, you know, and think like a, the Ninja Turtles when you fall into a sewer. That was such a that was such a weird mechanic because for several hours it seemed like it was going to be like a thing, like you'd have to use it to hide. Like at one and point you're gonna are, hide from somebody. Yeah. There are two areas in the game where that whole like hide in the hole in the ground thing is actually useful. And they're both just like they're both just hiding from spikes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And one of them, like, it would have worked out the same if the holes hadn't been there and they had just been like regular, they just been like regular uh, ground tiles. Because <laughs> you're really just like, it's just a whole thing of spikes and you have to jump on what are essentially platforms to not land on the spikes, but they just make them holes that you have to jump out of, which I think actually makes it easier. But regardless, yeah. it's not necessary. <laughs> not necessary is, is that is not. That's not a phrase that you use when talking about this video game. No, none of it's necessary. <laughs> now, I will say I don't think it's bad. This game is actually kind of quite good. I think it's awesome. I think this is a game you should experience. Not not because it's groundbreaking gameplay, but because there are some fun ideas here, but mostly it's just the ride of the story. Like it's it's illusion of Gaia tier of just what the mm-hmm. what the like the number of times where something happened and then you just stared into the camera of one like I, I was waiting for these moments <laughs> like there were lots of them I, the, the game is just completely out of control this game begins literally the first scene of the game is in a truncated sense like in the first. 10 lines of dialogue you learn three things one it's your 14th birthday yes oh two, wait, don't forget about the opening cutscene too i'm well, not even talking about the the light of destiny okay <laughs> yeah but but the world was filled with light or something the world oh, no light like, cur- what was the it? the light came down and filled the world with 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 light and destiny there was a it was, flash yeah. <laughs> there was a flash that filled the world with light and destiny and the monsters were forced underground. Yeah. This game is undertale by the way. Yes. There, by, there, by I am like the whole, the plot of the story is about how like monsters and humans used to live together. And then there was a big flash of light and humans dominated the surface and monsters were forced underground and never heard from again. And the monsters are actually peaceful and just want to be like left alone and live normal lives. And they are tired of being trapped underground. Yeah. And uh, they need a human to break the barrier so that they can get out. Yeah. I, I, I have to believe that Toby Fox played this video game. He had like initially I was like, yeah, I doubt it. And then by the time I was done with it, there was like, there, it was like, there is no way he is not at least aware of it. Like, at least aware of the story beats to some degree. (laughs) So in the first 90 seconds of the game, you learn three very important things. One, it's your it's your 14th birthday. Two, your mom is giving you your dad's sword and shield because he died in battle. Yes. Three, you have to go report to the king because it's the law. (laughs) It's the law. It's the law. 
that you have that sword and go to battle. It is time to fight, young one. The law. <laughs> it is 14, like it is the law. It is like it's like the beginning of every Pokemon game. Only instead of 10, it's 14. And instead of a Pokemon, it's weaponry. And instead of going on a fun adventure with your furry animal friends, it's fight and die. <laughs> yeah, because everyone, it is not, they're not like beating around the bush. They're all kind of like, oh, hey, this is super dangerous. You might die. Yeah. Oh, they're literally you telling you, you about the first area in the game. Like, oh, yeah, it's really confusing and people don't come back from there. <laughs> like, there's a good chance you die. It's the first area in the game. They're like, yeah. And here's the thing. It's not clearly defined what your adventure is for. No, you don't have a clue. Like, and it's clearly a lie because the king just hands out the the uh, the master sword for completing a like some stupid trial. He's like, got, he's yeah, got, he's got a box of them. He has a, there's in the storehouse. Like I I feel like it's just right behind the chair. Yeah. He just like reaches behind his chair and he pulls out, "Oh, ho, ho, I have the sword of destiny for you, sir. Here you go." Yeah, cuz you see a different dude. Yeah, the hero. Get the sword like at, in the beginning of the game and then you never talk to him because he's just some guy. He he's he's the, supposed to be the thing you look up to, kind of like you know he's like the Kamina or whatever. He's like, oh man, this dude's so cool. Uh, yeah, they don't establish that. He just kind of leaves. Do, they 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 try to a little bit, right? Because like and there's friend... a dude like you talk to someone <laughs> who talked to him, and they're like, wow, that guy was an asshole. I don't really like arrogant hero types like him. True, but your friend, your friend, I guess you're not supposed to like Pokey. He's he's just Pokey. <laughs> He's very excited about Except it. Except he doesn't mean business. <laughs> he doesn't mean anything. He just gets really, he just hate, 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 hates you at one point. And like, you could just never talk to him. He's not part of the story at all. He just exists. Uh, he's just there to, to, to block you in your house because you have to blow out your candles. Why you was he invited to, to my birthday party? Because your Is it because there's oblivious. only three children in the village? And your mom is completely oblivious. Yeah, that's true too. Because like, <laughs> please I, I hope you don't die like your father go report to the king it's the law yeah yeah <laughs> she literally is like wow you know your your dad died using this equipment and i really don't want to give it to you but it's the law <laughs> it's the law it's literally that i we're not making this up it's the law of this land and verbatim is said in the game let me just say, you could easily make the comparison to a Zelda game like Ocarina of Time. A young boy gets a sword and he's got to go on a big adventure to save the world. But sure. they don't treat it like it's the law and that it's like everyone does this and this is a town, like a warmongering town. Like that... we're being drafted into military service at 14. Right. Because what we're, it feels like. We, we've played enough games. We've read enough, you know, manga, watched enough anime, all that kind of stuff where we understand that that uh, kids going into battle... In, in these settings is not abnormal, but the right. framing of it is just so, so wild. Like usually they go, usually they go and fight because they have some sort of crazy power or because they, or because they want to, or that they, they like stumbled onto a thing and now they've got to carry the ring. Right. Like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're literally just 
some kid who's blowing out his birthday candles. <laughs> and then it's like, get the hell out. Go train. <laughs> Go to the desert. <laughs> Climb that mountain. And it's like, why? I We literally do not know what the conflict of the game is. Ever. <laughs> like, I, I well, would argue that once you get through the first area. you Well... You Once you get through know. the first area, there's no reason for why you're going to that whole cliffside area. Nope. There, it's just like, go on an adventure, go to a place. There's no explanation. There's no reason why any of it's happening. Not even but then you meet the reason. fortune teller, and the fortune teller's like, I've taken oh. away your ability to speak, and now you can only speak to animals and not to human, that's and right, you have right. to right. go figure out why that's happening. Yeah. So that's your conflict for a while is like you're basically just trying to get your speech back. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, then it's then you know what the larger conflict is kind of. I don't know what I don't. But the whole idea of like everyone has to turn 14 and take their sword and go fight. It's like fight. What? Why? What's the conflict? What What are are we we fighting fighting against? What are we doing? What are we fighting for? (laughs) (laughs) And. I still don't completely understand the. Well, I guess we can't jump that far into it. I just the, we the sure moral, can. I don't care. Like, what is the moral at the end? At the end yes. of everything, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. we we will will. I don't know how we'll get to it exactly, but you know, they're, okay, they're trying to basic say basic plot synopsis. We'll just run on that. Sure, we sure, don't. Fair. We go on an adventure first. We don't know why. We meet a fortune teller. The fortune teller says stuff about basically like getting along with nature or whatever. Um, mankind blah blah yeah man humans bad um takes away our ability to speak to people replaces it with the ability to speak to plants and animals but only some plants just the weird flowy looking flowers yeah they are definitely uh, they're so flowy (laughs) we we've all been trained to think that they were that that flower was going to say something really terrifying yep i was waiting for him to say he was my friend yeah for sure. For sure. He does try to, uh, he, one of them does force you to pay him money to. Oh yeah. He's like story. an informant. He's like, yeah. He's like, pay me 50 bucks and I'll tell you where your friends went. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you that this, uh, tornado, like I'll be the trigger for this tornado starting also. That's oh, you yeah. time for whatever reason. Sure. Yeah, there's time travel. We'll get to that. Yeah, you go on this whole you go on this whole adventure and you're trying to get your you're trying to get your uh, your your speech back. And uh, so that you can, like, communicate with your friends and family again. And that is probably like the first half of the game, roughly. Yeah. Yes. Because you have to get to where else? The Tower of Babel. Well, where else would you go? And uh and and regain your ability to speak, whereupon you find some sort of deity. It's like you're in like a heaven area where everyone's great and happy. I'd say it's something. like an Eden type of place. Sort yeah. of. And, but there's still people. They're, they're not like oblivious to the world below because one person's like, yeah. oh, I wish I could go see my family. But everyone's fighting. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, how did yeah, you yeah. get here? How did you get here? Well, I don't know how that person like, even people got and, there. People and animals are living in peace together. But like... And people were trying to build the Tower of Babel to reach up to the heavens, but then they didn't get to it. So you have to plant a beanstalk and. Yeah, but then the beanstalk is actually a boss fight. 
No, that's the first time. It's oh, a rope, the rope, and the no, rope right. ends up being like attached <clears throat> attached to a heart, and then you have to create. You have to fight like a wireframe rope demon with yeah, a, normal with a heart. It's basically like a slime battle. Yeah, it's where it's you have to hit the one, core. Yeah, it's one of the more annoying. I I hate boss fights where you just have to wait. Mm-hmm. We've talked we've talked about this so much, but I I the the type of boss fights where the challenge is waiting for them to randomly use the move that then lets you damage them. Yeah. And you're just kind of sitting there. That's the worst. Yeah, they have they have six different attack patterns. They're all randomized. After one of them, you can do damage to them. It yeah. sucks. And and sure, most boss fights you could argue that you're kind of doing that, but theoretically you can still damage them during other phases of the fight. Right. And that's more fun to me, even if it's ostensibly the same thing. Don't care. Yeah, the good <laughs> fight is the one where the good boss fight is the one where you still have to learn the patterns and avoid their attacks, but you also have to find opportunities to do damage while you are dodging. Yeah. Rather than have them be like oh, it's almost a call and response where it's like dodge 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 attack 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 dodge 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 like it it sucks, especially yeah. when yeah. the attack intervals are not consistent. And you just have to wait until they decide to do the one thing where it's like, okay, you can hit me now. <laughs> now you may hit me. And it, it took a long time to get to that the first time to the point where like, I was trying to figure out where the hitbox was, which is a recurring problem in this game. Like, where is the hitbox on this? Because it's not <laughs> always clear. No. Um, and like, it took so long for it to like unravel and reveal the heart. And I was like, oh, that's the time. But it was like it was like a full minute before that happened the first time. And I was like, okay, I guess I get it now. (laughs) It still feels like I might have been able to hit it at other times because it kind of like pops out. Yeah, it kind of drifts outside the the outline once or twice. I feel like you might be able to sneak in some damage, but I was never able to do it. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's a thing or not. It's also possible like there's, you know, there are some later bosses where you have to use particular powers that are mm-hmm. like sort of weaknesses. So there's a possibility that there was something in there too. I didn't use oh. the right, maybe I didn't use the right power against it. That's I'm not true. sure. I sort of brute forced as much as I could. Yeah, I did for most of them because it didn't, it didn't re- it didn't occur to me that the bosses would have, you know, Mega Man weaknesses, but right. yeah. later on, that's the only way to beat some of them. So yeah, well, and, and and talking about bosses and Zelda references, there's clearly a, f- <laughs> a couple that are straight up the same fight from Zelda. Just about, yeah, just about. But so finish the finish the story. Yes. Uh, summation. You're, you're, you, so you, you get to Tower of Babel. Um, I I may have these things out of order because I don't remember exactly when the tornado happens. But at some point, you go and you, there's it's a tornado. You, Is it after the, yeah. you get your speech back? Yeah, because you slice the weird snake dragon in the sky, and then it's like, all right, here you can have your your speech back, and then you go down. Then there's tornadoes there because you've now altered the past, or you've now altered the world, or something after killing that dragon. Yeah, you have to go to the you have to go to the hole in the ground. Yes, which I'm still not sure what exactly that was supposed to be. I don't know. It was a hole that where a tornado or lightning struck, and then a tornado appeared, and then you went back in time. Yep. obviously. So there's a, there's a time cyclone. Yep. That sends you back in time, and so then you go through all of the areas that you've been to, but you go to like a previous historical version, and then beat something up there for reasons that are not always entirely clear. Don't forget, you do get magic shoes that then let you time travel home. Yeah. When it's story appropriate, I don't know. 
Yep, you get your you get your ruby slippers. And you go to a temple where they're talking <laughs> like what the stuff that people say it's it's there is some hard like weirdly <laughs> weirdly brutal social commentary going on. Yeah. It's really it's honestly there it says more than I would have ever thought the game was going to get into when it starts talking about you know well you just give it all up forget it just look out for yourself don't care about your fellow man kind of stuff mm-hmm. we're just it's fine they're being sacrificed in the other room it's fine and yeah there's a girl that's on like some sort of like spanish inquisition style trial yeah and it's like well you must be a monster because you went up to the sixth floor of the temple and you can only go up to the sixth floor of the temple if you're a monster and then we go up to the sixth floor of the temple. Well, and, and, and we save her. And we save her. And then we're both thrown in prison and she dies. And she she dies like a second later. Yeah. And then you hit and then you slash the wall and there's a door there and then you just leave. <laughs> and you fight a oh no, you fought the chameleon before getting put in jail. Whatever yeah, the it's chameleon a, was. But I will like, say I'm behind all of it. <laughs> there are a lot of bosses in this game. And the bosses are, like, they're all bizarre. Oh, yeah. But in, like, a good way. In a very good way. Yeah, I I actually like the bosses in this game. And the mechanics of beating them are mostly okay. I particularly like the Puppet Master. Because he only only controls inanimate objects, like tree stumps and... And inchworms. Inchworms, which are not inanimate objects i i went off on a whole tangent about this he like the world is full of inanimate objects <laughs> why did you pick you stumps? picked one thing that is inanimate but alive but tree stumps aren't even really inanimate like that's what i'm saying they're like it's inanimate in the fact that it doesn't move but it's not like an unliving object right and then literally an inchworm, which is a completely animate object. It is an entirely animated object. It is living. It is moving. And it's not even like some weird joke. It's just, it's just, yeah, that's what it is. Like you said, you control inanimate objects and you gave two examples and were right on half of one of them. You're right. You're half right on half of one of them. Like, what the hell? The whole thing, the whole game. Can I just say that there are three monkeys in the game? Oh, my God. And one of them is called Tyrone. Yeah. And another one is called Harriet. (laughs) And the third one is called Monkey. (laughs) And listen, I... I don't know. I'm not saying that I know the intention behind that, but those are names with particular connotations and relationships to existing people of particular races. And there aren't any other animals or characters in the game that have those types of connotations to them. So I that was not comfortable, and I don't think that I like that. No, no, Atlas, Atlas, Atlanta, U.S. You did not. That was not a uh, 
someone should not. I don't know if that's what the names were. Atlanta in. U.S. wouldn't have wouldn't have put that <laughs> tr- wouldn't have put that localization out. God, yeah, that was well. And then they they even were they even randomly would be like, yeah, the smelly monkey. Like it made no sense. Like this person died. And like yeah, my ancestor he was a smelly monkey, but he changed the world. Like what the what? Yeah, that was Tyrone, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh... Yeah, that was. That made my skin crawl a little bit because yeah, like because it's like you don't know what the intentions were. But even if the intention wasn't like explicit, you can still feel bias there. Mm-hmm. Right. There is still like even if they didn't mean to be doing what they were doing, they still did it. Well, not. Yeah, I was going to say and just because you didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean the result is any different. Right. So, yeah, that was not great. Um, I am a big fan of Daddy Fant, though. I like Daddy Fant. Daddy Fant's <laughs> cool. Speaking of names, what about the the old the old people in, in Soleil? The the gentlemen. Oh, are you talking about um, old man, wise man, and wise men? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the different characters? Yeah. Also, yeah. woman and housewife? I was about to say, I don't forget about woman. <laughs> <laughs> dude this game even just randomly has a throwaway line where it's like oh yeah i'm a maid in this castle mm-hmm. all the men mistreat me yep no there's bully. no storyline about the it bully the word is oh, bully. bully you're right like there's there's no there's no story beats about it there's no like you, there's no clarifying it or clearing it up or even it is a not. one-off random throwaway npc line and it's where it's it, like it, the men in this castle are useless and they all bully me. <laughs> and this is right after. So, okay, you you come down from the Tower of Babel, Babel, whatever. Oh yeah, I guess I I yeah, so yeah, I guess I kind of like well, I derailed jumped it off. I puppet I puppet mastered you. Yeah. <laughs> it's Well, I started it's, talking about the bosses being cool. Yeah, true. So you go back in time in all these places and beat somebody up and it gives you stuff that lets you progress. And then the cyclone moves to a new area and then you go there and you see the the, you know, historical what's version changed? of that. And basically, I what's what it seems like it's trying to do is show you like the origin of monsters in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and how like they're, they're trying to give you like a moral thing because you're in the animal town and they're all like, hey, who cares about other people? I, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And then one person goes out and makes a stand and he actually ends up living surprisingly enough. Um, but then everyone's like, Oh yeah, you know what? That dude's brave. Let's mm-hmm. all let's work for each other. Like let's be, let's be a community and, and not be super selfish. So it's like, that was like the moral message of that. And I feel like they all tried to have some kind of morality thing in them. Cause at one point you become a slime and then the supposed hero, I, completely forgot you become a slime yeah you this is even this is before you even go (laughs) this is on your way to the tower um and you become a slime because a magician i don't know that a kid wanted to become a slime because they wanted to have relations or something yep (laughs) a slime wanted to become a human because they wanted to have relations with a human i believe yep yep so i think they're banging in your body while you're a slime i don't know uh they use they use this later as well where it's like well at the actual ending which we're building up to Yes, but the the you're a slime, and then as a slime, you talk to other slimes, and like, yeah, humans suck, and because they're definitely trying to allude to, you know, maybe you're the bad guy in all of this, like maybe you're the problem, and then the hero from the beginning that was given the the hero, Amon, oh yeah, Amon, um, 
he uh he runs in and tries to kill you or yeah. will start attacking you because he kind of just like he kind of just like he, he just doesn't sort of use around. the sword he just kind of walks around and like chest bumps you he's, and hurts. <laughs> he's a very inept hero i mean listen i'm a slime and he's a human and he has touch of death on me so like oh, he's doing wow. all right wow that's a good point i didn't even think about that <laughs> Like he's 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 doing something right if he's if he's got touch of death going for him. True, true. Um, because so so they're they're trying to give you a, a morality piece at all these things. Like, hey, yeah. you know, let's live in harmony. Let's do stuff together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the monsters are all like, we just want to be, we just want to live a peaceful life. Why do humans always like? Why do humans always want to fight us? Right, We're not because- doing anything wrong. And because we've played newer games that have given you options to do stuff, every time there is a thing, you're like, I don't want to do the thing that it wants me to do. Yeah. You're literally at a boss fight where this guy's like, yeah, fight me. But, you know, you want to fight fine. Then you stood there and looked at the boss for like four minutes. Because he doesn't attack. He he doesn't go first. He's like, oh, I see. I see you're a human that just wants to fight like all the others. And you're like, no. It's like, no, I actually don't. Can we just talk? It turns out you cannot. You cannot you just and then have fa- to throw the sword. We haven't talked about throwing the sword. No. Well, but this is all, this is a great time to talk about throwing your sword because you have to throw your sword because the boss is like, ha ha ha, fine. You want to fight here. Now you have to protect your mother. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and he just summons your mother. Into He's the like, I'm going to take something very dear from you. And your mom <laughs> shows up on a, dr- on like a platform over like water. Is it even, I think it's water. I it's know. not I lava. Think it's wa- yeah. Cause it's, lo- yeah, it's the Leviathan. It's the water fight. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. do the timed underwater segment, which was completely unnecessary. <laughs> and your mom's like, your mom's like, is that you? What's happening? What am I doing here? I hope everything's fine. I hope you're doing okay. Don't worry. My life is nothing. <laughs> oh, of course, it turns out it's just an illusion. And then Leviathan's like, oh, cool. You protected your mom. I'll join your party. What? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just okay. wanted to make sure that you were a good human who would care about your mother. And it's like, that's not a high bar. Well, and and it's like you, you people who care one. about their mother will burn down a forest for fun. Have you have you ever watched a mafia movie ever? <laughs> Every single one of those is about the family as they're disembodying someone in the next room. <laughs> I am willing to bet that Leviathan has, in fact, not seen a mafia movie. I, you know that I guess fair fair in this particular iteration, fair. at least. You're probably right. You're probably right. Someone is not in the trunk of their car while they're eating a a delicious pasta dinner. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Although, given the way, given the direction that this game went, I would not have been surprised. (laughs) I don't, it got to the point where I was, it was like, there there are moments where you just see like a design of an enemy and you're like, when, when do, when do we have to stop allowing this? Like, yeah what? and i don't mean it because it was offensive or wrong it's just so insane mm-hmm. <laughs> like why is the stay puff man suddenly a snowman in the ice temple what? yeah what is those happening? weren't even bosses there were those were nope. regular enemies yep and then they they take like a hit or two and that's it yeah they explode it's no big deal. the snowman explode yeah it's that's no big right deal. it's fine we're, so oh yeah we're trying to get to the morality part because you 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 right before you go back to your town because it kind of goes in reverse order of where you visited you, yeah you got to yeah, go yeah. fight mom monster which is just a heart and yeah not to be confused with the monster that summons your mom no that's a different thing no this is there mother is monster. another thing that is like actually called mother monster it is the mother of the monsters yeah or monster and mother 
whatever monster mother i don't know but you you kill it and it's a heart and it gives you its it's it's horn it's horn that yeah the horn that's the, on the heart well i guess the cave that you walk into oh, is like the is like the full thing and you go in and you go oh. inside of oh because oh yeah that's right kill the, the whole the whole mountain is actually the mother and that's why i was birthing the yoshi eggs that makes sense yeah it does that's and what it also, is you're right that's just la mulana <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea of like the entire the entire is like living. thing is the mother. Yeah. That births all the life. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that until just now. Huh. But yeah, yeah you go right. inside it and kill it. Yeah, you kill its heart. It doesn't do anything to you. And then you get its horn, and then you go back to your town, which is where you go into the past of your town. And Yep. Th- I, I'm guessing this is just weird translation things because so you're in the town, everyone's kind of just saying on the outside, I don't remember what they're saying on the outside. I know your parents are in their house proposing marriage at three or whatever. Yeah. And it's so cute. And um, like anime does. Sure, whatever. And then inside the castle, everyone's panicking by f- waving back and forth, being like, the monsters have escaped. They're in the king's room. I'm not sure how they got in there because they had to pull a lever by throwing their sword. Which yep. I suppose if you'd like to talk about, do you want to talk about sword throwing now or should we finish the story beat? The sword throwing is the primary mechanic of the game. Like... Whereas in Zelda, you can swing your sword and do a sword spin, and then you have secondary abilities. Mm-hmm. In this game, you have a sword swing, and then you charge up, and instead of instead of doing a spin, you throw your sword like a boomerang, and it does damage. And it's way better than the sword swing, because it has an actual reasonable hitbox. Yeah, and you can pop... <laughs> we should take a moment, because we kind of alluded to the, the monster powers also. And since we're kind of talking about powering up weapons here. Yeah, mostly one... mostly the weapon power-ups have to do with the actual throne sword, not the swung sword. So you can put, like, fire on it with the lion. Yes, Inferno mm-hmm. or whatever. What's his name? What is the lion's name? I don't know. Blaze? I don't, remember. I, Blaze? I don't really Yeah, Blaze sounds cool. Sure, let's go with that. Oh, Inf- uh, it's Inferno. Huh, that, oh, that you was... started saying it, and I was like, you second-guessed it, so you made me second-guess it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally did. Yeah, the, but uh, the, the penguin gives it ice. For some reason, combining fire and ice gives it stronger ice. Y- yeah, for Makes some sense to me somehow. Sure, um, fire ice isn't that that's that's a spell in one of the Pokemon games. I think there was a fire ice spell that was, or was it Pokemon? I don't know. I what don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, um, the only the most important one is the Moa, because when you sw- it makes your sword swing faster with um, uh. What's no, the, the, the Moa by itself just, like, it, it, that's the one that just strengthens the other oh, abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I meant the Leviathan makes your sword yes. swing faster. But when you combine the Leviathan with the Moa. With the Moa, yes. It becomes this comical sword swing where you, usually it takes a decent amount of time to charge up your sword throw. And then when you throw it, it's kind of slow and doesn't go that far. Yeah. With, with, it with, feels like the blue boomerang from Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then. <laughs> with leviathan it's much faster uh yeah would you say it's hmm, i'm trying to think of what it's how like what what is how much faster it is it's like you throw it and it goes off screen immediately like <laughs> no that's with the moa right that's moa yeah with the, yeah with the regular leviathan it just i mean i don't know it's if you're gonna like the blue boomerang and the red boomerang in zelda don't travel at any different speed they just right. the red boomerang just travels further. Yeah. Um, but if you can imagine that if like it travels further, but also at like twice the speed. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's, about that's a good that. Way it's like full. It. It's basically like full, uh, full screen, or maybe a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, the speed increases proportionately so that it stays out for like the same amount of time, despite yeah. going further. Yeah, and, but then you combine it with the MOA and then it's much faster and then it's just completely unwieldy because it just yeets <laughs> off screen immediately. I like I think it literally stays on screen for one or two frames. <laughs> you don't even see the sword spin. It's no. just like you see it in like two directions and it's just freaking gone. Yeah. And then it's back. Because <laughs> its speed also its speed also increases proportionally, and you also have the cheetah that increases your walk speed. But then you you combine that with the moa, oh, yeah. and then it's basically like your it's basically it's like, a like challenge your, mode. Yeah, it's like you're boot dashing around the entire screen, and you're just bonking into crap. Constantly. You bonk everything, <laughs> absolutely everything. <laughs> Um, let's not forget control the sword or operate the sword. Oh yeah, operate the sword. So you get a caterpillar who uh, takes pieces. Pisces? Pisces, yeah. Pieces. (laughs) Who, uh, who deliberately tells you he can't uh, help you fight. He's, and you go into the the menu to see his powers and it says useless. So naturally (laughs) I I kept him. Useless. So naturally I kept him in my, uh. (laughs) That's freaking useless. In my party for the entire time. When you were doing it, I wanted to tell you so bad. (laughs) But it was way too much fun watching you carry around useless for like three hours. Yep. Hey, we made it through. I didn't game over once. Well, and because you did that. No, it's not. And and because you did that, um, you got to see which we didn't get to experiment with that I did not discover the quick kill of the ice fire slime boss because since you had, since you were switching like mid swing or whatever. Oh yeah. You, um, you, you did damage in the same frame that the sword was on it. Cause you switched the type that was supposed to be out with it. Yep. Like you switched yeah, from the penguin to inferno. Yeah. There's a couple of, uh, there's a couple of bosses Actually. where you have to like basically hit them with one power to sort of break an overshield. And then yeah. hit them with a different power to uh, to actually deal damage. And you can do that mid-throw, so you can actually throw the weapon out to break the shield, then go into your menu, switch the element, and have it be like fire or whatever you need it to be on the way back. So it can actually break the shield and do damage on the same throw. Very cool. Very neat, yeah. So yeah, like the powers are kind of cool to experiment with. The fact that they actually, some of them actually combine and form like weird synergies to make, in some cases, totally different things. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And um, not Zelda-like at all. Not Zelda-like at all. How did we not mention this? Would, can, you, <laughs> can you please explain your reaction to unlocking a Bow Wow Wow Yippee Oh Yippee the first time? The first time you talk to him after getting the power to talk to animals. I and because the the dude just floats there like an option. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The fact that the animals actually follow you around like they they follow you around on the world map, but they just float in the air. They don't walk. He they just float there, which and, like, you know, some of them that actually makes sense because you have like a dragon or a, or a bird or something. But the first one you get is your dog. It's your dog. Yeah. And. And he's just floating there, and his whole thing is that you can put like place him so to like block enemies. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like I'll he's like I'll bite them, 
and he just floats and it <laughs> like it looks so freaking goofy it it was it was about that time that i fell in love with the whole experience because like yeah. oh this is gonna be a trip yeah it was it was weird and the power like i didn't use him very much because he is basically just no, a he positionable he's basically just like a positionable fly trap yeah and it's it's honestly too much work to be bothered even trying to set up because just kill a thing yeah literally everything dies in one or two hits just, there's just no reason thing. to like trap them in place yeah when you don't necessarily um, get anything for killing stuff besides gold because you only need real realistically you just need money to buy the cat for revive like your fairy yep and you need 800 if you want to get the golden apple heart container from the the stingy mermaid at, at the children's fair <laughs> there's a couple things that you actually need money for like plot oh. um i think there's like a couple oh, yeah. things no, where right, you, like you right. have to pay 10 gold to get something yeah. no you're correct and then there's the 50 gold that you have to pay the the flower for information yes yeah that may, i mean as one does um yeah so they're but they're very they're very small um they're very small amounts in terms of what you actually need for the game mm-hmm. which is good because drops are like wildly inconsistent i did find out that there are some areas in the uh there's some areas where like in true Zelda fashion, you can like cut down bushes and, and foliage and stuff like that for for power ups. Yes, they are not random. Oh, they are in set positions. R- really? I realized that because w- I was walking through Iris back and forth and I realized that I-, I went through it enough times that I saw that the exact same bushes had apples every time. Your health is measured in apples, by the way, not to be confused with hearts. They're apples. Yeah, yeah they're apples. They're golden apples for heart containers. Yeah, heart containers are golden apples. And then the, the you know, actual, like, fill hearts are, are just regular apples. Well, and, and that's, again, why I feel like saying that this is just a Zelda clone is because you only played it for a little bit. Because it does feel very easy to be like, oh, yeah, this is Zelda. Yep. Yeah, um, there there's, the pedigree is definitely there. You can tell that they are trying to do their own spin on Zelda. Yeah, they want, this is like a link to the past five years later. <laughs> It yeah it, it it you can feel that like they saw that game and they're like we want to do our version of this, mm-hmm. but they did not say we want to make this verbatim but for our console. No, they said we want to use this as a baseline and make a game that's like this but different. And boy, is it different! Yeah, so so we're at the castle in the past. And everyone's like in the castle, they're like, oh, God, the monsters had gotten to the king's quarters. So you walk into the king's quarters and the monster's like, ah, and they run away. And you go talk to the king and the king's like, oh, your footsteps scared them away. Yeah, uh, you're a brave boy. Also, I really hope those monsters are OK, which is a confusing thing to say because you're like, wait a minute, you were keeping them in prison. What do you mean you hope they're OK? It seems like everybody hates the monsters. Yeah, it, it, the impression that I got at that point was like maybe the monsters were talking to him and just pleading for peace. And he right. sort of understood that they were like, okay. Yeah, but then it turns out the monsters escaped. You have to go out to the town. They're like, oh no, they're in the church. Well, they don't, well, do they say the church or do they call it something else? I feel like they call it something else. Like they're just saying it's where the people are gathered. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you walk in there. It's clearly a church. <laughs> there's four monsters and they're like, man, why are humans so awful? Like we just want to live our life. Leave us alone. Yeah. We're just happy. We just want to be here. And you walk out of the church and then a warrior's like, we're going in. And yeah, a couple of there. soldiers show up and there's like, we heard there were we heard there were monsters in here. And you just stand there as they walk in. 
I'm thinking that, like, after hearing their impassioned pleas for peace and understanding, that maybe you'll, I don't know, do something? <laughs> nope. But you, you don't. You walk back in the door and the dialogue's like, wow, I can't believe they didn't even put up a fight. They, yep. Oh, <laughs> was that monster crying? Or was there a tear in that monster's eye? How strange. <laughs> yep, and they're all just dead. They're just freaking dead. Well, they're all two they're of all them, just dead. Two of they're them are dead. They're not gone. No, no. Two of them are dead, dead. Two of them you can still talk to because they're like bleeding out in the yeah. middle of the church. Yeah, they have like, they have really depressing last words of like, I, you know, why is this happening to us? What have like, we what done to we deserve do? this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And while the guards are just standing there, <laughs> I think you so put eloquently put it, teabagging them. While they're it's just... like, yeah, like emotionally. They're just in there teabagging them while they're just dying. Like watching, just being like, huh. like, wow, that was super easy. What a bunch of punks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you leave, you go back to the king and the king's like, you're so brave. We're going to make a statue about you. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for killing the monsters. And it's, it's like, like I didn't, I don't want credit for this. We didn't kill the monsters. We didn't do anything. I feel even... like you sent the soldiers to kill the monsters. Why are we getting That you credit? said you hoped were okay. Right, like, where else would the soldiers have come from? Because if they were, like, soldiers from outside of this kingdom, that would be an act of war. So So it's it's probably not that. Also, there is no other outside of this kingdom. Nope. Like, there's no other place that soldiers are. Nope. There's a a town that becomes a snow town. And there's, like, three animal settlements. And the Tower yeah. of Babel and some ruins. <laughs> Where there's just random workers there. <laughs> and one guy can't climb over uh, a couple of plants. I don't even know what those were supposed to be. This game is weird. It's <laughs> weird and bad and weirdly fun and interesting. But, yeah, because so so to, to, to wrap it up, you know, not, not much happens after that. You just you just go into the past. Do you, do you go into the past again or is it the present? I honestly got confused. I think it's the past again, but it's the past of an area you've never been. Right. And it's got a really cool water puzzle in the beginning. Oh, let's not forget the time that uh, a raccoon uh, took on the visage oh. of your mother and fraudulently bought a house and then asked you for money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and how can you possibly play this game without talking about Flash's horrifying uh, realization that his family was made into a rug into the king's chamber. It's okay though, because let let me let me let me read the line <laughs> verbatim because I have it in the I have it in the Discord chat between us. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh Flash's teardrop landed on the carpet, then suddenly the carpet starts to speak. <laughs> what the carpet says is not really important. All you need to know is that the carpet spoke. Uh-huh. And then gave you a golden apple. And they gave you a golden know. apple. For your trouble. I have no idea how many of those are in the game. I don't know either. And I don't care. Because you don't need them all at all. No, as long as you find a few, you're gonna be you're gonna have a good time. And keep a cat on hand. And yeah, I was gonna say, as long as you have your as long as you have a, a cat nearby to revive you when you die. Cause that did happen. You did yeah. technically die. And I I mean I did too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I needed the I like the cat oh my god, the cat revive is just a fairy revive. Yeah. Yeah, that so I needed like three fairy revivals essentially mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the course of the game, but never died without one, so I w- it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it, it's not a terribly difficult game. Um, if you're going to play it, don't rely on the sword swing for everything, for anything. For it, every, wait, wait, for anything. <laughs> for anything ever. I Like, I use it a couple times, but it's bad. The hitbox on it makes no sense. All you need to know, all, all you need to know about how bad the sword swing is, is like stand in grass and swing it and watch it hit like one tile. Yeah, it hits things basically like half a tile ahead of you and maybe to the right if you're standing in exactly between two tiles. Yeah, but the animation goes over about four tiles. Yeah, it's like a giant sideways axe swing. Yeah, but very... at, at most it will hit two tiles. Yeah, it's, it's not great. It's bad. The The throw is actually all right and somewhat makes up for it. So it's pretty cool. So like just you just lean on that. Yeah, that's that's the good stuff. So you're in this monster, you're in the final dungeon and mm-hmm. you, they're, they're so I, I have to say there are some really neat environmental puzzles that they have occasionally, like the one where you have to throw your sword and it makes tiles appear and then you can go on those tiles, but they break. Oh, so yeah, that was cool. To, like, like jump and throw like there there are some mm-hmm. neat puzzles like that. Definitely. But at the end of this, you run into a, a little colony of tiny monsters. And they're like, hey, what's up, humans? Hey, how are you doing? Like, they're super friendly, like they're oblivious yep. to what's going on. Yeah. Then the mother monster is there. But it's like a baby version of the mother monster. So maybe yes, further into the past. And it's like when they first got to this. I Oh, you know, that's maybe what it is. Maybe that's why it's not a mountain yet. Because it's like a baby still. Could and it's be. Gonna, and it's going to burrow. I'm going to go with that. Because that's the only thing sure. I can. Because then it sees that you have its horn. And it's like, well, you have my horn. All right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you pass. So you can fight the five senses. Yep. Which I, I thought initially <laughs> was more metaphorical than it actually was no you're literally fighting the five senses the first boss is an eyeball you can do them in any order if you'd like though yeah well the first boss that i fought was an eyeball which also had a fun mechanic to it it did because it's, it's, it's like, the same thing as before where it's like you throw the sword and it reveal it like removes the tiles and then under mm-hmm. and the the eyeball is like traveling underneath the tiles but then they yep. grow back so you kind of have to like sort of reveal parts of the stage to, to see where the eyeball is, but you don't have to actually, you don't have to actually remove the tiles to hit the eyeball. So if no. you know the pattern that it's moving in, you can kind of just predict where it's in and where it is and just keep hitting it. It's pretty cool. The bosses are, I, I like the way the bosses are designed generally. They're not terribly difficult in, no. for the most part. No, they're all pretty easy. The hardest boss is probably the one at the Tower of Babel. Babel. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was tough. That's only because it has a giant shield that actually blocks your attacks. Usually it's just about mm-hmm. you lining up your sword to hit them and then that's it. Except for some of these senses bosses, because what what else do you fight? Uh you you fight you fight the one with sound. Yeah, which is just fight. a bouncing music note. <laughs> that then that, that bounces and turns the floor into a conveyor belt moving in a particular direction based on the tone that it makes. Yep. And you're supposed to hop on Dippy and you know, be able to control your character so you don't get thrown all over the place. But Dean, Dean hated Dippy. Dean pretended Dippy just didn't exist. I, it didn't work for any of the things that it said <laughs> it would work for. So like, it just didn't end much in the same way that I got confused with ATL US. I also was like, okay, so Dippy's good for swimming and dangerous terrain. Let me try them on water. No, let me try them on lava no let me try them on i don't know trees spikes okay oh, spikes work, work. Spikes. um but the real use of dippy <laughs> is conveyor belts, <laughs> conveyor belts. 
the most dangerous of floors. So you can negate the movement on conveyor belts by riding your dinosaur. Maybe it's just a statement on the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> I don't think that's correct. <laughs> the truly dangerous humanity advancement. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sure. The game feel... spends the entire the entire runtime just dunking on how bad humans are. So, like, sure, let's throw that in there, too. Uh, so you have that one then you have um sight sound oh oh <laughs> you have grabby hands you have you have yeah you have creepy grabby hands which uh, is have... literally just like a disembodied hand boss that's that's literally all it is i don't even yep. think they do anything except just kind of follow you around except the animation is is pretty top notch the animation throughout the game is actually very good and that's we true. haven't talked about this but like the music is also excellent oh i was sa- i was saving our our music discussion for the end because that was probably the that's probably the thing that pulled you in the most yeah it's you very say? good um, it's very very good but then so then they have you the, fight Pac- the five senses well yeah but you gotta there's the pac-man boss and the god i forgot about the pac-man boss there's the pac-man part the the, the taste where you just yep. eat apples in a pac-man grid yeah it's it. just you just play pac-man there's yep. even and, four things that move around on the on the grid that you have to avoid and then there's the snow, the 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 nose slug boss, which is really cool actually, because you have to walk on the tiles to break them, and then you have to get this nose slug thing to stand on top of those broken tiles. Then you jump on the broken tiles, or as you did, throw your armadillo on them, and then that makes the uh the blocks break. And then there's spikes underneath, and then the nose slug takes damage from the spikes. Yeah, I did that whole fight not fully understanding what I was doing to get the spikes to flip over. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that. Was <laughs> your version was way better. So that one, that one, I I fully understood while I was doing it. Like, oh, I'm making this way more complicated than it needs to be. Uh-huh. But I we made it through. Yep. So then you kill that. You fight the five senses. Then you fight a ball of light in the sky, which is. Yep. I don't remember, like, it's just, it's like spirit energy. I don't know. It's, it's I guess, literally just called spirit energy. It just looks like a dandelion. It like looks the, like the white Krakow fluffy dandelion. <laughs> without <laughs> the spikes. Uh, then you do that, and then the world has changed, and apparently you've made the world a better place by just removing the monsters that we were told we should live alongside this whole time. Mm-hmm. You banish them to their own direction, their own dimension. Yes, to the shadow you, realm. You banish them to the Shadow Realm where they'll be happy away from harassment from humans. Right. This Don't is good change ending. the humans. This is the good ending. Yeah, I think <laughs> to, it's to the be, only ending. To be clear, this is the only ending to the video game. So the, you don't you don't change humanity. You don't change the humans to be nicer to the monsters. You fix the problem by removing the, the, dis, the disadvantaged <laughs> and marginalized community the, the, the quote-unquote problem <laughs> yeah the problem you move you move the marginalized community and you put them in their own little special secluded place yeah where yeah. they don't have to interact with any of the normal people yes and that creates world peace for everyone yes yeah mm-hmm. 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 that's the moral of the what the fuck that's the that's the that's the moral of the game is like you go through the whole thing seeing monsters are actually really nice and want to live in peace and humans just give them crap all the time 
and you go through the whole game wanting to do something about it, and then the thing that you do about it is, I'm going to open up a dimensional portal and send all of you through so that you're just scrubbed from history. Yeah, and it's confusing because then the hero, the original hero, the dummy guy, he's in prison, and the guard's like, haha, this guy was born in the wrong time. It's like, what, 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 is ha- what does this even mean? The, the implication is that because monsters never became a thing in the human world, humans never became violent and obsessed with fighting and war. Right. Thereby, the existence of peaceful monsters who were just things that looked different but didn't mean anyone any harm or do anything to anyone, the existence of those things created all of the problems in humanity. Except so that, just removing person... them from human society so people didn't have to look at them created world peace because they didn't have to fight the things they didn't like the look of. Yeah, but how did that person even exist then? If we're if we're if they're not supposed to exist at this point. Oh, I like I think the I we're, I don't think we're butterfly affecting it. I think we're mm, just okay. like excising the monsters from human history, but everyone else is 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 the yeah, same everyone who less. exists still exists, but it's like uh, the back to the future thing where okay, it's okay, like, yeah, where it's like, how did these people still exist? But how did they change based on the events? Yeah. And that person just didn't change at all. And the guy who is just, stuff, yeah, I guess. the guy who's just a big, dumb bully who wants to hit things no longer has things to hit. So they just so, put him in prison. So he's in jail now because you that's what you just do with things that you don't like, I guess. I like I also like the implication that so. The monsters are gone. Everyone's happy and peaceful. And things definitely change retroactively because there's now a statue of a goddess instead of a warrior in the main town. But Mm -hmm. the castle is still built with a prison. But the prison really shouldn't be there if they've only experienced peace. Yep. (laughs) And then, okay, so this is one of those endings like Earthbound where you get to walk around and talk to people in your main town. Yes. And the girl who I think likes, I don't know, it feels like it's supposed to be some kind of It seems like thing. she's about to be like, I like you. Um, and she's like, but well, go find your dog first. <laughs> and so you, you go get Bow Wow Wow, Yippee Yo, Yippee Yay. He's hanging out, he's hanging out in the castle with, with Swag uh, Pug. With Swag Pug. <laughs> God, Swag Pug's animation. <laughs> Swag Pug is awesome. <laughs> I don't particularly like pugs or even the word swag, (laughs) (laughs) but there is no other way to describe that pug that is just like moonwalking on an angle. He's just, and he got, but like he he is strutting in the one timeline. He's evil because he, he tattles on, he, he tattles to you about the king sleeping with a maid and then you go do something about it. And then the maid ends up dead. I the maids is certainly not there anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna go with dead. <laughs> I don't know what I did to cause that whole thing to go off, but like the maid is there and then it's not, and then she's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what sequence of events accompanies that, but there is something. Something happened. I don't. Something I actually don't know how it happened. That's true. It is a question mark. Uh, and then then you get your dog. You go talk to the your maybe girlfriend, future girlfriend. And you walk off to an animal parade. Yep. And, and that's... Yep, in the woods. And then, then the game ends, and it says Finn. That's it. it no, nothing is... It's... Nothing is explained though? at all. Why, though? Why, though? Why, though? I'll tell you why. This game was just to showcase the music. The music is very good. 
Um, and I'm very sad because you told me the other day that the person who made the music to this game never made music for another game and they're just a jazz musician. Yeah. Which checks I, out, but like, damn, what a waste. Yeah, his name is Motokazu Shinoda and he only does, he, this is his only video game. This is it. And let me tell you, with the music that you hear, what, when, when are we going to play the volcano music? At the end. Okay. The music that's coming up, you, you, it's, it's in the hot, hot volcano. Yep. And oh my God, it's on the Genesis. Don't forget. Mm -hmm. Like it makes no sense how he managed to, to do this. Cause yeah, he, he pulls some stuff off that makes you think the Genesis has like a really beautiful sound chip. Not like, cause usually it's not that Genesis music isn't good sometimes, but usually it has a very mm, distinct kind of electronic. It's very tinny. Tin yeah. Yeah. And he, he manipulates that thing to sound like a beautiful, a beautiful jazz song. It's wild. Yeah, like he, yeah, he, he, for someone who never did another game soundtrack after this, like, I don't know if he had someone helping him, like, sort of write what he had in and sort of use it correctly with the chip. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know for sure, only because the, uh, like you know in old credits you're not really you're not like there's a music composer and there's a sound operator but you don't yeah. know if maybe other people were helping like hey how do we uh well and you don't know what the division of labor was either like is the yeah. composer also doing sound effects is the correct you know, is the sound designer actually just sort of like a coder taking the music that's there and getting it to work with the sound chip like that works differently on different games yeah yeah and so the, I don't know. I, it could just be that they hired the jazz composer to write some music and then they got another guy to like to code it all onto the chip. But whoever was responsible for getting that music on that Yamaha sound chip is damn. a genius. It's no, like, no joke. It's the music was so good that I looked up who did it and then listened to his actual just jazz album on YouTube. Sick. <laughs> I, I, I've never I have. I don't think there's been too many Genesis soundtracks aside unless I'm in the mood for something that is distinctly Genesis, like a, a hardcore, like the hardcore soundtrack is more of what I kind of equate to what a Genesis does. Yeah, generally, like the Genesis does two types of music. Well, one of them is like synthy pop mm -hmm. and the other is metal. Yeah. Like rock and metal because they yes. like because that tinny sound does like do a decent job of emulating like an overdriven electric guitar. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, you know, you get that really like grungy, like, da -da 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 -da. like it does that really well. <laughs> yep. I, I would not have thought it would be good at jazz, but until this is the first, this is the first Genesis game. Cause there, there, there is some, I am ignorant when it comes to a lot of Genesis titles. Cause although I played, I'm learning, decent, right. This is, this is, this is very fun to have played this game because mm -hmm. it really opened my eyes to, Oh, this is a discovery. Yeah. <laughs> I, even though you've, if you've listened to this much of the podcast, and I realize we're kind of getting to a longer podcast at this point. A little bit, uh, yeah. But it's worth it. I still think this is one of those ones you should experience. Oh, if I agree. Have, this, Wholeheartedly. This, is just, <laughs> this game is off the rails, man. Yeah, and it's it's got problems. It's got jank, but like none of it makes the game really unfun. I, I didn't, I don't think I had a moment where I was like, I'm just not having fun with this right now. This, no, in this fact, really sucks. In in uh you you know it's true because when you were streaming, you were playing it was like midnight, you're like, Oh, I need to stop. Oh yeah, I yeah, I had to like pull myself away for sure. And that's that's how you know for sure you're really enjoying your time because it doesn't there's not any there's not like a lot of lull 
and there's not too much there's only a few times where you're a little bit lost but for the most part it was you know it's golden in terms of what to do and and because i think i i gave you one piece of advice just so you would be able to move along and not have to think about it mm-hmm. <laughs> but otherwise and i and to be fair i i had like a uh like a flow chart of where to go next open when i was playing so i didn't have to think so it's not like i solved it easily <laughs> but overall the the just good i don't know what to say i think we've i think we've said most of what we need to say like i'm sure there's something we missed somewhere along the way because yeah. there is a lot we didn't talk about the the medals at the obstacle course which like i don't even know what those did we got they, a sword just... that appears to do i assume it does more damage it probably does more damage, but I, I didn't really notice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. I I would I would I would say play it honestly. I, I would at least don't buy out. it because apparently it's like a thousand dollars if you want to buy it. Yeah, because they didn't it didn't sell well, so there's not that many copies. Oh, oh, there there was a hint book, and Atlas made a hint book for I don't know if it's just for the U.S. or what, but it's such you you. In the manual for the game, you could write Atlas and be like, hey, I want a hint book. And then you probably did like a money order or whatever. Uh, and um, it's so rare that there's not even a scan of it on the Internet. Wow, that is rare. That's that's at least I couldn't find it. And, and I, I, there was I want to say the wiki article said something about it being like such a rare collector's item that there's not an online scan of it as well. Hmm. Yeah, that is that's nuts. I mean, I didn't know this game existed until you brought it up like a, a week and a half ago. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's you true. mentioned Crusader of Senti, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at first you said Landstalker. <laughs> well, I still want to play Landstalker someday, but like, I don't expect that to be this. This is, this is something else. <laughs> yeah, it might be, it might be Guardian Heroes. We might need something fast paced and, uh, and action-y. I'm not sure. Who knows? I don't know. We haven't know. decided yet, so we'll Crusader figure Senti. it out. Crusader of Senti doesn't know, and, and that's that's good enough for me. I don't think Crusader of Senti knows anything. Nope. Does our character know anything about what's going on in the game at any point? I don't know. He's completely oblivious to what he's doing. He doesn't have any moment of... There are a couple of moments where, like, when you're doing the time travel, you get the, you get the thing where it's like... Uh, my character was named Dubs, so, like... <laughs> it's like... Suddenly, Dubs realized the gravity of what those words meant. And it's like, oh, oh well, I'm yeah. glad he did. <laughs> I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> somebody realizes the chaos that they're causing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was but then he doesn't of... do anything different. <laughs> that was because of the sword, the sword comment, like the, the sign at the, 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 the front of the town. It's, yeah, it's, but he also it's... says something about it when he uh, when he talks to the mother monster or whatever. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a there's a something similar where it's like suddenly he realized. <laughs> and I feel like there's another one when you're in Tower of Babel and talking to people. Yeah. Where you yep. suddenly realize. So I guess he's suddenly realizing stuff all the time. <laughs> but it, like it, they say he realizes it, but then he doesn't do anything different. <laughs> if he realizes it, he should react accordingly. Because, God, I wish you could have done one thing like, man, this this if Imagine just for a moment if this game had alternate ways to f- solve a thing. Just like even if it was just one extra thing so you didn't have to, you know, murder those the monsters in town. I realize that would derail the whole thing and make it impossible, but it does just feel like Undertale, I guess, cuz you 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 genuinely thought you were on the genocide run for a moment. <laughs> 
I it it feels like that. And it turns out you're not on the genocide route, you're on the segregation route. <laughs>